This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to Audible.com slash Rooster Teeth. Audible.com slash Rooster Teeth. This episode of the Rooster Teeth podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, go to Squarespace.com and use offer code Rooster Teeth. That's offer code Rooster Teeth at Squarespace.com. Podcast. How's everyone doing tonight? Welcome. I am Jack. I'm Chris. I'm Barbara. I'm Bernie. And I am Jack because I'm sitting in Gus's seat. Whoa. I just broke my microphone. I know. My mic is like this. I don't know what Gus did this, but if I touch this, it's just like, woo. This is, uh, you got to tighten that thing. <laughs> down. The, no, there's, uh, no, there's no tightening bolt on this. You know, we just, uh, you didn't need a wrench to do it, but we have arms my for out. our microphones that like, if you've ever never seen the video version of the podcast, we have them on these like retractable arms, which yeah. is really cool. But you guys have the same setup in Achievement Hunter. We have a much nicer setup. <laughs> but your arms are way better than yeah, our arms. Because we, we bought this exact arm, actually, and it was like our mics were too heavy for it that you would set a mic and it was dropped to the floor. Yeah. So we had to turn those back in and get some more. Well, I have better arms ones. than all of you. What can you do with those guns? I like you still have lipstick on your own bicep. That's awesome. <laughs> Barbara kissed her own arms. So how you been, man? I, I haven't been on the podcast in a while. What's, what's, what's happened in the last two months? Well, or three uh, months or whatever we, we moved to a new studio. I don't know if you heard about nice. that. That's good. And then uh, there was this movie Kickstarter thing that we did. Barb and I actually just got back from L.A., Los Angeles. We went to the Streamy Awards. Yes. Um, which you were nominated for, yeah. one of your shows. Yeah. And I ha- we were beat by the president. Yeah. Was, we, no was, thanks, Obama. Well, okay, so we were nominated for the, um, what was it, not charity stream? Public or service. Public service stream yeah. is what yeah. it was. And so we were nominated for the Extra Life stream, which was fantastic, and thank you very much, everyone who nominated us. Thank you. But it was us. J.J. Abrams with Course of the Force, which is the Star Wars thing. Yep. Uh, Michelle Obama in the White House with her thing. I forget what it is exactly. Uh, that was YouTubers went to the White House to talk about uh, healthcare. Okay. Hannah Hart and Tyler Oakley and Vsauce and other people went there. And which then sounds cool. Uh, so which is, that's that's awesome. And then also Farrell was up there with something. I saw his face in like the categories. I'm not sure what, what his was. And the other one, I forget what the other one was. But, yeah, Farrell so, Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we Carol. lost to some good company, I, you know. <laughs> it was. A, I sent you a picture of all the nominees on the board. I go, that's <laughs> yeah. a pretty cool board to be up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be really funny if our stream beat the White House stream. Or Star Wars. Or Star, yeah, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know about the White House, yeah. but Star Wars is pretty Just cool. Just because if you look at the clips from our stream, it's people like – yeah. Vomiting into buckets. <laughs> yeah. it's Shaving Michael heads. Michael eating a thousand yeah. lava cakes. Yeah. People in costume. Versus who who accepted for uh, the White House? Uh, nobody. No one? <laughs> nobody. No that Obama. Was, that was um, – they. so we were nominated for nine different Streamy Awards, which is a terrible name for an award, the Streamies. But it's the, probably the premier – Online video awards. Now there's the Webbies, but the Webbies covers everything. Yeah. I can't even figure out what the hell the Webbies covers because, like, David Bowie was their star of the year, and I'm not sure exactly what David Bowie is known for in digital culture. Or what did he do in the last year? Yeah. So, like, like that was like a year or two ago for the Webbies. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, but like the Webbies cover graphic design and blogs and user ability and stuff like that, like user interface. Whereas the Streamies totally focused 
Basically, if you want to use the vernacular of the current age, it's the YouTube awards. They all basically. sound like little yes. kid awards, like streamy, webby, meh. Yeah. 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 And, Emmy, and best right? viner, oh, too, right? I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? They had best viner, too. They did. Yeah, so the weird thing was we were nominated for nine, uh, which I think put a second to uh, video game high school, Freddie Wong. He was, they had like 13 nominations. Yeah. Across a bunch They're like of the Titanic stuff. of the streamies. <laughs> they, yeah. Well, you know, every year at every award show, it's like this is the year of something. And even though I don't think – uh, video Game High School won a bunch of awards. I think they won three of their 13. I'm working from memory here. It was very clear in that room that this was the year of Video Game High School. Like, every time it came up, everybody was, like, cheering and stuff like that. Okay. Video Game High School was, you know, it's very much in the moment right so now. So, like, Return of the King, when that was, you know, all the, oh, the yeah. Academy Awards came out for it, just got, it won everything. It was the thing to be. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think so. Okay. And uh, uh, as far as a, a specific show... Um, but it looked fancy as hell, man. Like, it looked like legit actual award show. It was at the Beverly Hilton, the Ooh. classic Beverly Hilton. That's actually the same place we went for the Producers Guild Awards. Wow. Yeah. Best hotel name to date. Oh, Barbara, I never even got the pun in the name Beverly Hilton. Uh. I never, until I was with Barbara for five minutes. <laughs> I've known about the name of the hotel for 30 years. <laughs> but. Pun magnet. You yeah. just can't get away I asked where it. the award show was, and he was like, Beverly Hilton. I was like, ha ha, that's funny. <laughs> And he's like, why is that funny? Did you, did you ever hear the crazy story about when I was with Barbara and Gav in L.A. for the first time? And I was telling the story of who Angeline is. Yes. And we ran into Angeline immediately. Yeah. I was with Gavin. We ran into Angeline again. Really? What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where? We're uh, we're about 95% certain it was Angeline. She was uh, – and you can look up online Was it a pink car? Is. No. She was all in pink, the older lady, blonde, all in pink, carrying a pink dog, and she in a pink <laughs> – like baby stroller, dog baby stroller. So well, to be was, fair, there could be like nine women in Los Angeles who are yeah. exactly like that. You just described quite a few people. Very true. The first time we definitely saw the car, okay. which is like that's like seeing a unique car in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's, it's that car. It's definitely Angeline. But cool. uh, yeah, it could have been. And so while we were telling the story, trip? we passed one of her billboards. Oh wow! So <laughs> this trip, right. yeah, this trip. Jesus, we were going to breakfast that morning oh, at the waffle. Yeah, we were going to the waffle. I love the waffle. It's my favorite place. Yeah, every time I'm still trying to get the. Dan Gritchie's special on the menu, which is basically like you order every waffle they have. <laughs> so how many, how many have you made through at this point, you think? What's that? How many waffles have you made it through at this point? Have you gone through the whole – have you done the whole rotation? Or you still oh, God. You know what? It? I Actually, when I go there, I eat this, – this trip especially, I eat pretty light because we are – you know, we're now on the calendar for when laser team shooting starts. And it's <laughs> like I just – I'm not eating anything ever okay. again. You're I, I love my diet. That's also bowl. why you didn't go skydiving with us. Was it? Because you didn't want to like – It absolutely was, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because you guys were in the skydiving at recap. I wasn't worried about dying, but I was definitely worried about spraining an ankle or okay. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or yeah. blowing out my knee, and then it's like, oops, sorry, everybody. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. me. You know? be in an action movie with that. So, okay, so, so what else happened to the stream? Is anything interesting? Or? Uh, yeah, so we won two of the nine that mm-hmm. we were nominated for, uh, which I think is pretty good batting average. Yeah. Uh, Ruby won for Best Animated Series. And they won for – Jeff Williams won for Best Original Score. So cool. awesome. Yeah, really, two very well-deserved awards. Um, but it was weird because – Bravest Warriors in that category. Yeah. Bravest Warriors was in Best Animated wow. Show. And uh, the uh, the weird thing was is that they had a lot of categories. I think they had like 40 different categories. Uh, and so what they did was they split away some of the categories to be announced in a pre-ceremony, which was on Thursday night. And that's a pretty typical thing. The technical and, awards. Yeah. They, yeah. They do it. But like the – what are considered the heavy hitter like show awards for the Oscars and the Emmy, it's a little different than it, than for online. Because yeah. like actor in a comedy or actor in a drama, the online environment isn't sophisticated enough to where 
actor in a drum- dramatic series is like you're going to know who that actor is. Yeah, yeah. You definitely would at the Oscars or yeah. you know the Emmys. You'd know you know Tom Cruise or somebody like that. Uh, but the stuff that they kept in the show for the streamies was like Viner of the Year, uh, Personality of the Year, you know, first person series, which means like a vlog, basically. Okay. They just make kind of broader character car- categories to include like any kind of like vlog or makeup or stuff like that. It just seemed very odd to me that. I would think best animated series, at least, would be in the ceremony itself. Because when you think well, about shows, you think about comedy, drama, animated. I guess I guess the thing is, is there's not a face associated with an animated series, you know? So, I guess. Well, it so sounds like, like, like you'd watch an animated series online. It seems like something you would oh, yeah. more, you'd be more likely to see and you'd want to see the category be awarded. So yeah. anim- animated was, was moved to Thursday. Okay. That's where, where Ruby won on Thursday. So if people were watching the broadcast, we'd already won the award by the time it came up. But my whole thing about them moving animated into the pre-ceremony stuff was animation is kind of like the foundation for web entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that was how entertainment on the web started with yeah. Flash animation. Yeah, yeah, Flash stuff. You know, Homestar Runner and all that stuff. And so it felt weird that that one was moved away. Not so much that it was moved away, but what they left in. Like, when we were submitting for nominations, um, Red vs. Blue has won a lot of Best Animated Series awards. And not a streamy one, but for different, cat- for different uh, competitions. And we specifically did not enter Ruby and Red vs. Blue into the same categories. Like, we moved uh, Red vs. Blue into a category that was best sci-fi show, okay. sci-fi or action show. And best sci-fi action show, that was in, it turned out, we didn't know this beforehand, but they put that in the ceremony. Oh. So it was, it was weird because I would have thought they would have carved out the best sci-fi show, put that in the pre-ceremony, and put animated in. Yeah. You know, with I mean, stuff like Bravest Warriors and everything. Yeah. But I really was... feel like they did that because of Video Game High School. Do you think hmm. it was because of the winners the that they knew? We're going to win each award. So they like tailored the show for the winners that they knew were going to go up. You know what? Oh, I get, put it in perspective. Awards when you – and awards are great for like discovery of shows. In fact, we had a thing where we could involve the audience in it where we could like you know ask them to help us vote for audience choice award. Uh, Rooster Teeth was up for show or channel of the year. And uh, we asked the audience to vote. And one of the we never do that kind of stuff, yeah, you yeah. know. Like I'd go out and ask the audience to vote because we realize at the end of the day it's really just marketing for the show itself. But awards are a great thing to drive discoverability of content. It's like that's how I remember always hearing about shows for the first time. It's how I heard about The Sopranos. It won all the Cable Ace awards, and I was like, well, what is this show winning all those awards? And you know, obviously, Rushi is a big brand online, but we have a discoverability opportunity. Because we're in the middle of casting for Laser Team, so I I made sure I told the audience that. That's why yeah, we're yeah. kind of pushing for this one, is because if we win this big you know channel of the year, then it makes it easier to have those conversations with an actor. Like, oh, here's a script from these online guys, and they'd be like, oh, online. It's like, no, but they just won you know best channel of the year. So yeah, it's like yeah. that's the kind of language that people speak. Yeah. Okay. You know, at that level. So that's why we went for it um, and did that. And so they had a whole voting system uh, that we did. I forget where I was going with this. I started off. What was the question we started off talking about here? I lost my own train of thought in explaining all this stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was one of the big awards at the end of the night. Okay. Um, and the, the one that ended up winning was actually an Ecuadorian channel <laughs> that, like, literally I, I had never heard of, and they have 7 million subs. Wow. So basically yeah. what we're going to do is dub this podcast in Spanish. See, si. si. senorita. We're going to move to Ecuador, and basically. Well, yeah. next Necesito year. biblioteca. See, si. <laughs> I don't know anything in Spanish. Como yeah. Oh, what I was going to say, so, so like, the whole uh, theory of, like, what we submit for nominations. Um, and, you know, it's always, like, it, it's always one of those things, too. Like, we submit a lot of Achievement Hunter stuff. Like, we submitted you guys for ensemble cast yeah. and gaming and stuff like that. Um, 
it becomes like this almost like this weird science. And the best thing I can equate it to is like when you're taking a test and Barbara was just doing it now where you try to think like the person who wrote the test. Okay. So you try to think – you get this process where you try to think like, well, how are they going to tailor the show? Like how are they going to – you know, what are they going to put there? Or like how are people going to vote and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, I went through a whole process where I was on a jury of, at Slam Dance for gaming. I love this story. Yeah. Slam Dance? Yeah. So yeah, Slam Dance. It takes it's, place. It's a, it's a, it basically it runs parallel with Sundance in Colorado. Or, or uh, not Colorado? Is it Colorado? Or yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Utah, Utah, it's, uh, okay. Park City, Utah. And so, so basically, Sundance is the big film festival yeah. in you know Utah. And so, Slam Dance initially started as a sort of alternative to Sundance. So, like more independent, kind of like niche type films and like edgier films would pop up there. It was and kind then, of a shot at Sundance that they were getting too mainstream. Yeah. And so they said, well, this is the real independent Slam. Yeah. Park City. Like you'll film see stuff like, independent, independent yeah. films. <laughs> like, like during South by Southwest, you'll actually see like rival. Festivals pop up around South by in Austin during South by for people who didn't get into South by with similar names. Yeah, like there's a, I know there's like South by South suck. I think which is like <laughs> for like films like like you have to be rejected by South by Southwest to get in. I think or I could have ended that film. Festival. I hope there's a, a porno commission that runs at the same time as RTX and they call it RT Sex. <laughs> I really hope that happens. They would, they would probably well no okay. They might get more attendees. I don't hope that happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can. But uh, yeah, so anyways, the Slam Dance started as that sort of a response to people who couldn't get into. Sundance, and eventually they started up with the video game portion of it as did well. Did it one year. The one year of yeah, it. Yeah, okay. they did it one year, and I was on the jury for it. Well, there you go. So was that your fault that it never came back? Or No, no. <laughs> but I learned about like what a jury's like, of like what's the decision for what should win. And I remember there was a game there called Narbacular Drop. I, I'm sure I've told the story before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was this game where you were a little princess, and you could put up these little demon gates with spells. You put up a red one and a blue one, and if you walked through the red one, you came out the blue one, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I, I saw that mechanic. It was like Bugs Bunny's portable hole. I was like, this game is fucking amazing. And I couldn't stop playing it. And uh, it was these guys, these kids that had just graduated from, I think, DigiPen mm. uh, that made it. And uh, I talked with him a bunch. And I was like, then we go in the jury room. And I'm like, this is clearly, I mean, this is like groundbreaking. This is going to be a huge game. And I mean, literally, they, the other juror was like, yeah, well, they already have a deal with a big video game company, it, Valve. It's the game that turned into Portal. Portal, wow. And, uh, and they said they already have a big deal with uh, Valve already. And so we got to really think about what we want the festival to be, like the reputation of the festival. Like maybe we should be supporting more artistic endeavors, things that won't get recognized otherwise. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh? It's like, are we picking the best thing or are we trying to write a story here? It's like yeah. whatever. And it's like – and it didn't win. A game that uh, – which, which was a great game. It was a game about – uh, AI-driven conversations at a dinner party. That's what won, I believe. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Something yeah. Like, it was actually play. really good. I oh, was, yeah? I, you know, More it wine, was, please. It probably didn't have the historical... <laughs> that game became The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You're talking to it right now. <laughs> and yeah. You, you just went to PAX, too. I, I haven't been on the podcast in a while, so we haven't talked about stuff. You were at PAX, right? Yeah, what have you been doing? I'm working, man. Tell us what you're doing. I don't know. I used to go to all these conventions. You just I, got a house. You got a house? I did just get a house. That was, uh, that was a very stressful time, but we're in it now. And I'm so glad. Yeah. Did, did right. your other one, like... Was yeah, there cracks so, in it or something. No, no there was mold in it. So mold. we found mold in it. So we pulled the contract like the day before we closed, which was a nightmare. So I've never been threatened to be sued before. So that was fun. I got my first threatened to be sued. Yay. Yes. Well, I broke a contract, and so you broke it. Yeah, I thought that's what earnest money's for. Well, they took the earnest money. Or some of the earnest money. Aren't you allowed it, to break so. the contract though if you find mold? Um, they they have a basically they they can come back and actually try to fix it. So if they repair it in such a way that covers their contract, and nah. so they went in and, and spent like seventy five hundred bucks to repair this stuff. But at that point, it was like. 
that's the mold house. We're not going to the mold house. And so we pulled the contract. Yeah, because then you're constantly so, going to be thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. But we ended up finding this other house that's like it was cheaper and it was like much better and it was like well done. I mean it's it, the house is a beautiful. The neighborhood is amazing. Like as we were moving stuff in, I met more neighbors moving stuff into my garage than in six years of living wow. in my house down south. Like I've met the entire like uh, cul-de-sac I'm in now and like they're – they're they're awesome people. You so, borrow all your shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, the neighbor down the street he actually he offered to uh, let me borrow his uh, table saw and miter saw, which is like, oh my god! So I want to make stuff. Do you, in, do so. you when you do that? Do you offer like, well, you can borrow my uh, this <laughs> yeah. this I box extra uh, Xbox you can borrow my cats. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two buttons you can have. <laughs> um, but yeah, the house is awesome. It's it's great. It's I, I brought we brought the cats in this weekend, so they're dealing with a dog and vice versa. But now they have two floors to play on. And around Twitter, really you got cool. bit by one of your cats. Oh yeah, I got the shit bit out of me. I don't know if you can see it now, but like, so uh, when I uh, when I when we were moving out of the old house, my or my cats were at my parents' house in the workshop there because you know when we were moving stuff around, the, cat, the my parents didn't want the cats in their house, yeah. And so we put them in their workshop, and they stayed there for about three months. And so there's became flea bags, right? So well, Katie and I were like, let's wash the cats before we take them to the new house. So we got them out of the shop, which they had been in there for three months, and cats don't like change very much. So we took them into my parents' house and into the washing bin. And uh, gave them both baths, and uh, they did not like that. So cats don't like being moved from where they are. They also don't like being bathed. And uh, I think Ashley has a scar from the last time we bathed yeah, Joe. But the I've cat. got like yeah. I've still got like you know, like Uday bit me on my palm to here, and like bit down hard. And I was like, ow, ow, ow. But you can't you know jerk your hand out; just make it worse. So. I could. It was uh, pretty brutal, but I got them cleaned off and then uh, put them in the car and immediately pissed in the car. And then, uh, Come back. Yeah, and then so we got them to the house, and then they're, they're, they're okay now. It took them about a week, but now they're actually kind of yeah, settled in. Cats do a weird thing, and Joe did this whenever we took him to a new office or something, Joe the cat. Um, they hide. Like, they, they don't – a new environment. They're just, like, gone yeah. for, like, a week, and then they're, then they're fine. Yeah. There's, like, a weird, like – Certain like statute of limitations, and the cat's like, "Well, I guess this is the way life's gonna yeah. be." So fucking. Yeah, so they, they stayed in the garage. They stayed in the garage for a long time. They finally kind of now they've opened up. Now they're walking around, and so at first, like Emma, so our dog, she was terrified because she hasn't had to deal with the cats in a while, and so she was pretty frightened of them again. <laughs> but now they're kind of back to it. Where Kuse and Kuse and Emma are friends, but then Uday's just a dick. Like Uday will like he'll lay and stare on the stairwell, so Emma can't get upstairs. Uday is a jerk. Oh, right. Yeah, he's he's a total jerk. With horses, um, okay. No, 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 this is good about <laughs> go pet, ahead. Pet, uh, with horses, and this when when a horse is like being ornery. Um, what are we talking about? Horses. Horses. Yeah. Like, horses. Like, aren't you supposed to like punch it? Right. What? <laughs> are you four thinking, no, no, are you thinking of the horse puncher? Horses, no, no, no. I know. I'm not thinking. To punch it. Someone was telling me that they uh, volunteered for this like uh, horse thing, and then they were what's saying a, like, "What's a horse?" Thing? I don't know. Like a ranch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they were like a no, competition, uh, and and uh, they were telling me it's like, yeah. Well, when the horses act up, you just kind of give them a little, and I'm not. You just kind of give them a little whack. Get punched. Yeah, no. Th- th- that's what she. That's what they're like you're in supposed the to face do. Or like, yeah. kind of like hit them on the side. That's like, what someone told me. I like in the teeth. No, I don't think you like. <laughs> I, yeah, I I that, that story that turned into that fucking character in the RTA. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I punched a horse, but I did because it but was, that was biting somebody. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. And, 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 she, and that's what I was like. That's just like protocol for horses. Like you, <laughs> the punch protocol. That's what someone was telling me, and I, I don't spend a lot of time with horses. Chris is very gullible. I, listen, I, I um, you know, treatment of animals is a very big deal, but I also know people who have spent a lot of time around livestock and horses. And I've heard the same thing, that horses are just like, they're tough as hell. And so you just like, to get their attention, you got to be ridiculously strong with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not saying like, go beat up a horse. I'm just saying like, if it's like being <laughs> I a think not, that's what you're saying. Are you sure? No, no I'm, that's I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm Only if you get hired by a horse thing. Then you can... <laughs> 
if you had a horses. place with horses. Yeah. But you don't, it's you like, a horse thing. If they're like, yeah, like, you know, biting wives and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Self-defense. What? How do we get on horses, though? We were talking about, were talking I, was about talking, your, I was talking about cats talking about and dogs. biting you, and you're like, you can't just pull it away. I'm yeah, like, yeah. And then I'll start thinking about the horses if it starts biting you. You're probably thinking about my story. Yeah, Bernie's got first-hand experience with a horse being. So, no, I, this is like happened in the last month. I was talking to someone about horses. <laughs> How can you not remember any of the details? Why were you talking to someone I mean, about horses? I was talking to someone who, um, who said they volunteered a, uh, a ho- I don't know if it was a ranch or not. It was something with horses, and they said that that's, yeah. <laughs> was it an apartment? How can you remember, Chris? How can you remember that somebody told you the story and not remember anything about it? Like you don't know where the person worked at no, all. I, I just remember this conversation. Just like, do you remember the like, person you were talking to? Uh, no, I don't. Really, I don't exactly remember much <laughs> of the conversation. Struck or did they punch? Did they punch you after? Yeah. Did you try biting them? Like, <laughs> no. I, I, it's just, I mean, a lot of the stuff that has to do with horses in general is pretty. Like, just normal interaction with a horse is pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, spurs are metal spikes on your heels that you jab into their side. I mean, that's like, if somebody did that to me, that would be I'd, all run I would remember. Like, I would run fast. Yeah, and it's like... You're trying uh, to get them off your back, so you run really fast. And even, if I understand properly, the way reins work is that reins are attached to a metal bar that's between their teeth. Mm-hmm. And so when you yank it, their head goes that way because you're like jamming a metal bar into their teeth. I don't know if it's that's, always in between their teeth. I think they also can have like a muzzle type that's thing. That's just over horse their braces. Mouth. I could be wrong. Horse, horse braces. Yeah, they need to I get their head teeth. gear that if he was behind <laughs> me, like yanking away on. My, my, my aunt and uncle, they actually have horses and a donkey up in uh, Weatherford. And, and Katie and I were up there on a little vacation. <laughs> and it, like horses, man, those things are, they're like sturdy. Like you were saying, like I could totally understand like having like punch a horse in the side to get his attention because those things just they, if they want to go somewhere, they'll just go right through you. Like mm. they will just you know don't give a shit. Yeah. And so and apparently donkeys are like the assholes of like the well, large no, animals. That's why they're called asses. <laughs> Is no, that it? I don't think they're yeah, like an ass, uh, right? I guess so. But I mean, like apparently donkeys like they they specifically got a donkey to scare off like coyotes and stuff because uh-huh. donkeys just don't care. Like they will go after. We coyotes. saw a bunch of donkeys when we went yeah, skydiving. We they were nice. We. There's like this they awesome bring little like mini donkey thing. The place oh, where the no. skydiving oh, place. Mini donkey thing. <laughs> oh, little, no. I, it was just real. a donkey. <laughs> but is it a mini donkey ranch? The way you use the word thing, it's so interchangeable with everything. It means place. We are at this place. It's a skydiving place, but it's also like they have animals roaming around there for some reason because it's out in the middle of nowhere. Because they had llamas. It's not an issue. Yeah, it's no. skydiving. It's not. They had llamas. They had alpacas. Goats. Goats, donkeys. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a llama and an alpaca? I would not Something. be able to. Mm. Something. Something, <laughs> right. Clearly. When you said it, do, we, do, were they mixing together? They or was have just a clear line of like, they're like, does the alpacas over there. Yeah, we don't talk to them. I don't know what an alpaca <laughs> even is. is it, I think they're like, hairier. I, like, for, I don't know. They, <laughs> they know. look different. Their, fa- their faces are different. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is over there like, they can't take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Llama's got a much sturdier jaw. Glass jaw. <laughs> I give them what's fault. You getting your, uh, it's your uncle that has it? Yeah, yeah. So can, my, can your uncle's donkey can it sing? I don't. I don't think so. That's a big deal, like for people with donkeys that they sing in the morning. Sing? Yeah, they like bray, and it's oh, like, really? yeah. I don't know. And I knew a guy terrible. who had a donkey once, and he could like he would sing to it, and it would sing back. Like it would like, like I mean, it's like hee haw. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, that stuff. But no. it would do it. I, I, don't, mean, I don't think so. But all I know now is Katie absolutely wants a donkey. Like she was looking through like the city good of Austin. Call. She was looking through the city of Austin like regulations and stuff. If we could have a donkey, and, and apparently in the city of Austin, if you want to own a donkey, you can own a donkey. You guys should go I, pick one up. At well, the, well, the problem is we, we have an HOA, so like the homeowner association, I'm assuming, wouldn't let us have a donkey. But yeah, so my advice, I looked up on Google donkey s and it filled in singing. My, so. my advice was don't get a donkey, get a goat. 
Okay. I used to have goats. They're awesome. Yeah. They're Wait. really fun. Actually, if you don't donkey show. You used to have goats? Yeah. Like, Wait. Like, thing like, was, not a whole different show. Thing was, thing was second. What? Wait, so I, you, I, had, you had a goat? Had yeah, goats? I had lots of goats. Wait. Where? Did you live on a farm? Not really. It was, okay, a, that was a thing. It was I a goat thing. <laughs> 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 you know, I lived out in the country uh, in high school, and we had like we had uh, goats, we had pigs, we had cows. Did, Did you, you have horses? No, I wouldn't eat them. They were like our pets. Oh, they were pet goats? Yeah. I know lots of people grew up eating yeah, goats. Yeah, no, they were awesome. They're yeah. really cool. Fun animals, and they like the, they do this like they're fun, so fun. fun. Well, what's fun they, about they, a goat? They like having fun. Like, okay. like, like they go sledding with them, no, or well, no, they like to dance. And I, I swear, to, like a donkey seen... would sing, and the goats would dance. <laughs> no, the, oh, wait, they no, like to have dance. You ever seen it? Yeah, have you ever seen it? goats? Like, they do this like kind of like they jump. They they'll climb up on stuff and just jump. Okay, I don't think that's dancing. Well, what is it? <laughs> jumping, climbing on things, and jumping off. They just like, they, like they're they just playing. enjoy. Yeah, they like they're to play. playing. It's okay. not dancing. They climb on each other. Like they yeah. off they'll each do. They like climb up on top of cars and just like dance around they're up on it. <laughs> Chris is literally like doing a shimmy, like with his arms. <laughs> well, like I just imagine donkeys just getting down, <laughs> yeah. just, just grooving. <laughs> no, goats are awesome. Like you, and and you get a little miniature goat that doesn't get you know more than like two or three feet. Yeah. It's way smaller than a donkey, even a miniature little donkey thing. Okay. <laughs> Goat is pretty big. Well, two or, whatever that is. You know, okay. Like knee, That's like knee a foot and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, having goats, I remember at the, one of the first PAXs I went to in Seattle, there was like a grass berm next to the convention center, and they actually had goats you could, they had a, like they had rented goats to just let out to eat the grass mm-hmm. there. Yeah, no. And that's kind of cool. Like, that, they, that'd be nice, actually. When we were doing um, iBlade, we looked into renting goats. Oh, yeah. uh, you can't. You can't rent goats. No, that, you can totally rent goats. Well, yeah, but not. It was. It's harder than you think to come up with a goat. What we ended up doing, um, there's this guy who was like, <laughs> there's this keep guy. Going, please keep going. There's this guy who was uh, selling goats and and uh, selling selling them. And Brandon was like, "Hey, can we?" It was like goats are cheap, by the way. Another reason you should get them over donkey. Um, okay. But he was selling these goats, and uh, they were like seventy dollars or something. And we're like, "Hey, all right, we don't want the goat." Can we just pay you $70 to borrow it for the afternoon? And then he, Brandon worked it out with him and it like ended up happening. And then he, he we had the goat and we were shooting with it. And we, you know, we shot for like a couple hours. Did you have to like walk around the goat and check it for dents or anything? And then Brandon was like, he was like, I don't think they're going to let us give them back the goat. I'm like, what does that mean? It's like, I think they want us to keep the goat. <laughs> like this so guy was trying to get rid Brandon of Brandon just negotiated a cheaper goat. That's what Brandon no, no, negotiated. He paid, no, price he for the paid goat. full price for the goat. He, but he was like, I think he wants us to keep the goat. What he paid full? What an idiot! He paid full price, and then they were like, Yeah, just bring it back later. Wah, wah. Well, no, but like no, they, wanted rid, they, they wanted to get rid of the goat. They were the guy who bought the goat yeah, was like, I understand the story. Brandon got suckered. Yeah, well, but no, but then he's a very for a goat he didn't he's a want. very bad negotiator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, but whenever we tried to return the goat, the guy was like, No, it's your goat. Congratulations, Brad. Wait and. He said it was your goat. Yeah, he wouldn't. He, you paid full price for it. That's what I'm saying. You got suckered. Yeah. But we didn't want the goat. So then we. So Brandon, I understand. You listen, Chris. You <laughs> act like I don't understand. You don't understand. You got suckered into buying a goat. That's yeah. exactly what happened. When I go rent a car and I say, "Hey, I want the Ford Fiesta for rental," they go, "Great, they, that'll be twenty three thousand dollars." <laughs> yeah. You're like, awesome. We'll just, I'll bring it back in, in three days. I just we'll think Brandon just didn't want to bother with owning a goat, so well, he was willing to pay full price just to rent it. Yeah, he Why might did he pay have, full price though? Why do you pay like well, you only want a portion of the goat? We have a lease on the goat. It's not a it's not a full what, purchase. Whatever the case may be, we ended up with a goat that we had to the guy didn't want back. So what did you do with it? Brandon just stuck it in his yard and ran off. 
Oh, the guy's <laughs> yard. Yeah. Oh, go oh, to Brandon's Brandon yard. Oh. No. Like he he was like he's like all right, we just he just put it in the guy's yard and then left. Back so the guy where, got a free goat back. He got a free yeah. goat back, but then he you know he's up seventy bones. Yeah, yeah. Good for that guy. Unless, unless well, really- now, if I think about it though, actually Brandon's transaction might make sense because if I was going to let some guy take away my goat, give me seventy bucks as a deposit, right? I guess so. Because it's like then the guy's like I oh I it's a, then you go home it's like hey where's the goat it's like I rented it <laughs> like ever your manager your goat manager be like you don't rent goats it's like oh no they're bringing it back it's goat like nope manager. that goat's gone goat manager for twenty bucks <laughs> so it totally makes sense actually that he would give him the full price I don't yeah. like how that goat was in that shot for what ten seconds yeah, ten, yeah it wasn't a long shot but it's like a, it was, we needed a goat you know? yeah and you guys just you guys uh, just finished putting Eyeblade up last week right it's done. I think am I in the third episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I, I should watch that. You look good in a cape. Yeah, it suits you. That, dude, I actually I showed up because Katie was working it actually, and so I showed up to pick her up and and shared off a Rooster Teeth style like, "Hey, Jack's here. Put on a costume." Yeah. <laughs> it was like like a, like eleven o'clock at night. I'm like, all right, fine. So yeah, I threw you guys like, needed a lot of extras for that. Yeah. For yeah. That so, shoot. It was fun. I guess I threw something into a dragon's mouth or something. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I, mean, something to I got added to that production after the fact because I was I never spent a single day on the set, oh. and then they added me in voiceover into that show. <laughs> you got ADR yeah. into it. I don't even know who I was voicing over. What do you say again? I don't remember. I you just kind of yell. You're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the, one of the guys with the helmets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like Joel, Joel and I end up in a GameStop ad that way by accident. Yeah. Where, yeah. So so we do some GameStop ads here, and Joel's in charge of a lot of them. And um, he was doing – he was recording something. I think it was Bad Company 2. And uh, we just needed some temporary audio because typically he'll cut the thing and then ship it off and then someone adds the audio in later. And so Joel and I, we just needed some audio to put over the, uh, you know, over the action. And it was a guy getting shot at and he was like dancing around. So we needed like the voice of the, of the guy shooting at him. Like, come on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. And so Joel and I jumped in the booth and recorded that. <laughs> the voice is he that. laid it in temporarily and then they ended up adding it to the final mix. Oh, so cool. it's, it's Joel and I's voice in the ad yelling at this, this Russian dude bouncing around or whatever it is. You so. know, when Joel works on those commercials and we've worked on those, it's probably one of the longest running projects we have in yeah. the company. We've been doing that for like eight that's, years That's now. what I got hired to Rooster Teeth for, was to help Joel. Really? Initially, yeah. I mean, yeah. my first thing I did was work on an Assassin's Creed 2 ad. Yeah, you so. know, a lot, of t- a lot of times people are, and I don't know how to do it, um, I was actually thinking about a show, but a lot of times people have questions about like, what does everyone do on a daily basis? Like, I see them on this show, but what do they do? Like, that's always the question. Yeah. yeah. being on the shows is not Like, people would think enough. that Joel is just caboose. Yeah, he just hangs out and waits to, yeah. to play caboose. But Joel, <laughs> Joel... <laughs> Two, two of the huge projects that Joel worked on was Joel was the lead for um, up-resing uh, Red vs. Blues Season 1 through 3. Because mm-hmm. um, when the Xbox came out and Halo 1 came out and Halo 2, it was all standard def. And so it came to point where we wanted to make this a high-def thing, so we had to reshoot two and a half seasons shot for shot. No small task. And yeah. it, took, it took a couple of years to get it done, so Joel would work on that between stuff. Uh, but then he also does like our commercial projects, which, you know, being known for being able to make a video game look as good as it can and still be representative of the game has a very you know cool commercial aspect yeah, to it. Yeah. Like like people hire us to do that and make cool video game shots. Um, we do that for a lot of TV commercials, and Joel does that. And so it's like it's always interesting because it's sometimes a thirty second commercial can be a two month project. Yeah, yeah, with lots of notes and lots of back and forth. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because there's always a temp track along the way. So when I see the the 
commercials on TV, I'm always like, that doesn't seem right to me because I've seen it for the last two months with just random dudes going, what's up? Like whatever your voice you just <laughs> yeah. did. Come on, let's go, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun though. It's, it's, it's neat though uh, working like with the ESRB and working with uh, you know developers and things because I've seen different cuts of ads slowly be like can fit and conform. And it's like the ESRB, like there's certain things you can't do if it's going to air on TV. Like you can't punch someone in the face. And so when you do something like Assassin's Creed where you're like knocking guys in and stabbing them in the throat, you just can't do that. And it's kind of like watching Joel figure out what Ways to creatively hide that stuff is, is pretty cool, and so very talented. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and so. But then that doing that led to working more on achievement hunter stuff with Jeff in the office, and then that kind of Jeff sort of pulled me in, and then brought me in full time to do achievement hunter. And, and so. then what happened, Jeff? And then I've been here for four and a half. <laughs> and years. then he bought a house yeah. and a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and he and bought a donkey married. later. Yeah, you know you can. When you say you couldn't rent goats, as far as I know, there's a service. I don't know if it's an astronaut where you can rent. I think a lot of like big corporate campuses do it where they rent goats to just come and eat the grass yeah and the well, herd that's, of- that's what i saw in seattle at pax right yeah right that's what they were that's doing how, that's how we got started into all this stuff okay so the craziness. urban goat the urban goats you saw were there on the berm eating the grass yeah, like yeah, yeah. part of an there was a sign up that says you know we're saving money and we're like you know protecting the environment by not using lawnmowers to do this so mm-hmm. let me tell you something that was really different about this pax Uh-oh. is that we went to washington state Washington State is now a state where marijuana is legal. Oh, yeah. That's entirely different. Everywhere you go in Seattle smells like pot. I guess it really? happened between last packs and this packs, right? Absolutely. And, like, you, you can order that? pot to your house, like a delivery, like a pizza. Wow. Like, and... Do, like, actual, like, marijuana or, like, cookies or something like that? I don't know. Is, is there... I a, didn't do it, so... Is there... A, like, I mean, I don't have any problem with people who want to do it, but, you know, I, I didn't do it. Yeah. Is there a legal amount you can have, do you know? Or can you just get, like... I want forty pounds of marijuana. Like, I, just, I, I, I think it's decriminalized, but you need a prescription, right? No, no. I don't the think so in Washington. It's, yeah, it's recreational. In Washington. So in in Colorado and in Washington State, it's it's recreational uses. Yeah, they legal. have shops set up that you could just go in and huh. buy it. Yeah, I saw this documentary on the one in uh, Colorado, like the first ever legal weed shop there. Yeah, and, and the it's, guy it's who was t- selling it was I think Washington, Colorado, the most it. liberal, and yeah. I think California is the one where you got to have a card and the prescription. Yeah, but yeah. the prescription is like. A place that you I got a get. cold. It literally has a marijuana leaf on the outside of it. And you're like, that's where you go to yeah. get the marijuana. I had, I had a friend that we were at, when I was in San Francisco recently. He was saying his friend got the card or whatever you have to have to buy pot legally. Uh-huh. And he went into this place. It was like a doctor's office. Big quotes around that. And uh, the receptionist is like, just go in there and say yes to everything he asks. And he's like, okay. And he goes into a room, and it was just a monitor with Skype open. And a doctor sat down and been like, so I hear you have problems with your eyes. And he's like, yes. Have you tried doing this? Yes. Have you tried doing this? Yes. Have you taken this before? Yes. Okay, here you go. And like, <laughs> like the, signed off something and faxed it over. And wow. then the one's like, all right, here you go. And printed this card out. There, you know there's it's some like, guy who was stoned when he went in and was like, yes. No. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the leaves comes back. It's like, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's like, try again, but, buddy. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was in an earthquake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of San Francisco. So you went up to do a thing. Can you talk about the thing you went to do? Um, you went to go visit a video game company. I'm not sure if I can talk about that. Yes? Sorry? Yes. Ashley says yes. Okay, the bar goes up. Yes. So I went to 2K to check out Evolve and Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're both incredible. I mean, Borderlands, if you love Borderlands, this is more Borderlands. So it's great. And Evolve is incredible. It, the new Borderlands pre-sequel has a really interesting mechanic in it, which is you ha- it's on the moon, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you have to have oxygen. Yeah. And you have to keep getting oxygen. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like playing an entire game underwater in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, there's like areas that are like, you know, sort of uh, pressurized. So you can get in there and you're fine. And then your oxygen level goes up and down. And I think for fights, you can set up like an oxygen dome. So I think that might be one of the characters, uh, a special ability. But like, okay. uh, you can play as a, as a, a 
Cl- uh, not Clank. Jesus Christ, the robot. <laughs> Claptrap. Claptrap. You can play as Claptrap, and uh, he's a robot, so he doesn't need oxygen. So you, you don't have to worry about it with him, which is ah, kind of cool. Clever. He's more of a support character. Playing as Claptrap seems like a nightmare to me. Yeah. Because he talks constantly. He's an annoying <laughs> character by design. Yeah. And so I always get annoyed like by the first-person disembodied voice of like, oh, yeah. You know, when you get like that, <laughs> when you kill something. Playing it's like Duke Nukem again? But, yeah, like, that's exactly Duke Nukem. <laughs> but if I, you know, Claptrap, I was just like, I couldn't imagine like that would just, I would want to just. To like turn the game off yeah. and throw it out the window. But it's yeah. interesting. So the but game, I don't know. Maybe they handled it right. Yeah. I mean, the game <laughs> takes place between uh, one and two. So it's the, it's the prequel to two, but a sequel of one. So that's where it falls in that. So you're playing with Handsome Jack, or you're playing for Handsome Jack. He's like, he's your boss in the game. He's just Jack. But it's before his face is all fucked up. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of cool. And Evolve is just awesome. That was the first time I got any hands on with Evolve. And man, that game is fun. But what did you play as? I played as pretty much everything. Did I you think play I rotated as the monster? all of them. Yeah. Uh, see, I've never played as the monster. I yet. played as the monster twice and I won both times. I think I played as Trapper almost exclusively, but I paid played across there's four different kinds of hunters uh and then there's two sets of the four different and there classes. will be three eventually yeah right we, we saw two they, they're still there so there's 12 characters total and we've only seen eight so far and apparently there's th- gonna be three monsters we've only seen two so far it seems to me a game that on the surface is pretty straightforward but the balance is what i think the thing they're working on the most in that game because that game's been playable we played it at pax east and it yeah. was very, very, very playable. Yeah. I mean, I, I could not distinguish between that and a, and a game that was released that week. It was yeah. that polished at PAX East. Now, granted, that was one set of hunters and one monster. The Goliath, I think, is what they call yeah. it. Yeah, and now they have the Kraken. I they have the Kraken. Yeah. It's the other one. They had that one at E3. Yeah. He's but one, that was just a few flies. months later. They had the Kraken yeah. at E3 uh, because PAX East is in, I think, late March or early April. But uh, now the game just got delayed. It was going to come out in the fall, and it got delayed till next spring. I think February. I think there's like there's like five AAA titles coming out in February now. Which yeah. is like that's the new that's the new November is going to be February, and that's just going to be a nightmare for the us. The only thing I can think that would delay that game is working on the balance for that. And yeah. I think that's that game is going to be interesting when it comes out because a lot of people are going to be hyped about it. They're going to jump into it, and I'll be curious to see what the learning curve does to people. Yeah, like it might. They might have to constantly rebalance that game as people – as the skill set of the audience that playing it yeah. uh, kind of locks in. Well, I can see it as, it's like a fighting game where it's kind of like you're – except this one versus four. So it's kind of like you have to make sure anyone at any time could win. You know, not like yeah. not one class could overpower the other. So. I feel like day one, the monsters are going to destroy. Yeah. And then like a weekend, everyone's going to get stuff figured out and the hunters are going to be overpowered or going to feel that way. <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be – yeah. it's going to be an interesting game to, to watch its – Evolution. Thank you. Uh, Just bump. Nice. All right. Let me read this and I'll talk about my earthquake story, okay? All right. uh, Richard Heath is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is The Maze Runner, book one by James James Dashner. For free audiobook of your choice, go to audible.com slash roosterteeth. That's audible.com slash roosterteeth. Uh yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, we were uh we were out there in um so we were out there in San Francisco and I want to talk about Maze Runner though before you're too far off. Okay, yeah, talk about Maze Runner. So uh that was one of the books they suggested which is being made to a movie. I read a really cool thing about Maze Runner where I think that cinemas are having to do this thing where they're having to compete with how badass home theater experiences are getting. Yeah. Like that, I, think, I think that's one of the main reasons why 3D that's has gotten what, yeah, so big. Yeah, 3D always comes back like that. Like, they'll release HDTVs, and now 3D is suddenly popular again. Yeah, and, and now like, 4K TVs yeah, 4K, are Yeah, 4K. Oh, 3D is still popular again. Yeah. yeah. That happens. So, Maze Runner, um, there's four theaters in America that are like this, and Maze Runner, I just read an article in The Hollywood Reporter about this. Um, they set up cinemas, so you're looking at the screen, 
And then they put a screen over here and a screen over here, a full cinema screen. Whoa. So it's like and what I'm demonstrating, if you can't see what I'm talking about, is a basically 180-degree wraparound with three cinema screens. And Maze Runner is going to have that experience in those four theaters where they went and added, like, side stuff for full immersion. Wow. Well, for, for, like, what kind of – Like any movie? Any movie? Uh, no, I think that uh, films have to be filmed for it. So Maze Runner yeah. was And I think with it. the article I read that they made the decision after – they filmed Maze Runner to do this, so they added digital elements. They like mm. enhanced the movie to take advantage of this. Okay, well that which that, seems like a huge commitment for four theaters. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I, but it yeah. could be the thing where it's like you want to go to that theater to see that movie and that special yeah. experience. So. Yeah, and it could also be that the people pushing the technology invested in them to do that's it. So true. They had, yeah, that's like D Box. Like D Box apparently was pretty big for a while. Like uh, our friend Flash was huge. You're in D Box. You would always go to that's the one that like shakes around, <laughs> right? D Box. <laughs> is that the one that that moves around or is yeah? That, so yeah. it's seats that it sounds like something at a shitty amusement park, yeah. but it's seats you sit in that interact with the movie, and you have like a little button. That you can push that like increases or lowers the intensity of it. I would put that shit all the way. They up. did like fuck yeah, you would. They did for like Watch Fast Furious. <laughs> yeah, man. Fast so, Five. Fast Five. So yeah. speaking of shaking around, so I was in I was in uh, San nice. Francisco. Oh, yeah, Segway, segue. Jack. Thank you. And uh, and so we were there, and my my buddy he just bought a condo, and uh, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I actually like these glasses a lot. That's nice. So he just bought a condo in like the heart of San Francisco, and uh, as a welcoming present or as a housewarming gift to him, uh, we bought a uh, like a queen size inflatable mattress for him, so we could then stay at his place and actually crash on there instead good, of you know. Good deal. Yeah, so I like that. Good deal. Pretty nice. So you know, buy him a hundred dollar mattress and stay for two nights for free or whatever. But anyway, um, so we were there, and uh, we all we all went out to dinner, and then um, I took Katie back to the condo to let let her relax, and so. We left. And I went back out, and then went back. You know, went and drank, and then came back. And uh, as I was getting to, like into the bed, it, like when I got into it, it was kind of shifts around a lot. I was like, okay, if you basically push on it, the whole thing would shift. And it's like, yeah. all right. So we're laying in there. I wake up, and then my friend went back out to go drinking some more. So I like it was, it was just Katie and I there. I wake up in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden the bed's like moving. It feels like someone's pushing the bed. And I was like, oh, okay. I look over, and I was looking for my buddy to see if he was messing with us, and he wasn't <laughs> there. And I was like. Oh, we're just moving. Oh, shit, this is an earthquake. And I'm sitting like, oh, God, we're in an earthquake. And then I immediately look around, and there's nothing above us. There's nothing within falling distance That's of good. us. So I'm like, okay, we're safe. And then uh, – but like the cabinets are rattling and stuff. I'm like, building. I'm like, holy shit, this is, How this high is up a was legit that? earthquake. This is a third floor. Okay. So it wasn't like crazy or anything, but, man, it was it was weird. It's it's unnatural. Is it's that like, the first earthquake you've ever been yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Apparently it was a pretty big one too. It was Congrats. like 6.1. Yeah, it so. was all over Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that I saw that. Was and that Ashley got out before it. So. Yeah, she flew out that morning. But uh, yeah, that was, it was pretty exciting. I was like, huh, that's neat. I've never been in one. Now I can say I've been in an earthquake. So now I've seen a tornado with my own eyes. I've been in an earthquake. I've, I've been through a hurricane. So I don't know. I need a, like a monsoon and like a uh, blizzard to get through. And I've made like my, my bingo checklist of all of my uh, like natural disasters is covered. Mm. So. What do you think would be the weirdest pl- thing to be in in an earthquake? Like, like, oh, I was on a trampoline and an earthquake, or I was on, or like horse, or you know what I mean? So something horse. That's like, horse. <laughs> coming back to the horse. No, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, something that's like, the horse would probably freak out, so yeah, I wouldn't like, want to be on a horse. Was, if you said I was on a horse during an earthquake, I wouldn't ask, where was the earthquake? I would be asked, why are we on a horse? <laughs> yeah. I would or like in a pool or something. Pool. Like, if you're in a pool, like, yeah, how, what I is that like? Yeah, because I imagine that's probably like. So, it ripples like, a little the bit. The new big thing is like have you like, D box chair. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you heard of people going to like deprivation chambers? Oh yeah, apparently one. that's like the new big thing. There's like, one in Austin. Yeah, yeah. So right by my house. My my friend did one up in Fort Worth and he's like, it's really cool, you should check it out. Imagine being in one of those during an earthquake. That would mess with you because it's pitch black and there you're in like a foot of What's water. What's the point of Wait, it? So, yeah. What is this thing? Apparently, so, it's like it's like meditation, right? Yeah. Well basically that. what it is is you rob 
your mind of any external input. So they put you in a uh, tank of water that the salinity kind of balances out your buoyancy so you float. And then the water is the same temperature as your skin. So it's supposed to feel like – you're not supposed to feel it either. You know, It's supposed to be like perfect temperature, like dead even with your skin. And then they close the lid. Like they put you in a pod. close the lid where there's no sight and no sound. lying on your back? Yeah. And you're just floating in this thing. From what I understand, I've never done it before. This is what I understand. And uh, and then the, the, you go total sensory deprivation. And then when your mind does not have anything, it just starts to generate it. So it's like I've heard people that people have uh, like hallucinations. Yeah. They have pure thoughts and all this stuff. And people swear by it. Yeah. And there's one in Austin. I believe it's called the Zero Gravity Institute. I think that's what it's called. That's it. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. Fucking a, Patrick. Nice. We, we should check that out. Is I that, would not company, do that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do that. I would not. I don't trust is myself. Is there like a, a, I like a, being a in my own release or something? <laughs> yeah. Could you like get out if you like, want? To? Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's there's a apparent well at least my, the one my buddy went to he said there was a button you could hit to turn the light on. Okay. And then I'm sure it's like a panic switch or something. Yeah, I would feel like I would I would freak out in there. Yeah. So here's what it looks like if if you're watching the stream at home. Kind of looks like looks like a gym shower. Yeah. Or a freezer. It looks like a giant white box. I thought it looks like. Yeah. I imagine some pod type thing like a. Do you go in naked? I I don't know. Why is that your first question? And, well, then it's just because. Well, yeah, it, it, here's the question to, too: If you go in naked, is it just a bunch of guys like, what else am I going to do? I'm what does naked. That mean? Well, you're just jerking off oh. in, the, in, the, in the deprivation chambers. Is that your first thought when really? you're naked? Is what I guess no, I just when you're, when you're by yourself, that's immediately where you go to. Not like, all right, I'm going to enjoy this peaceful time with myself and see what oh, my well, brain comes what, up with. It's like, else? nope, spanking time. <laughs> It's enjoying You're a peaceful time. How, how much does something like that cost? Are you looking that up right now, Burns? Or no, no. Okay. I, was looking, I was looking at questions on Twitter actually, see if anybody had anything. Man, uh, seventy-five bones. So, That's Patrick, have you done this before? No. no. He's oh, Patrick's looking at the website for some reason. How suspect? Patrick, our producer, is saying, Come giving us, uh, feeding us information about this. He says it's seventy-five dollars, but that he's never done okay, it before. So Looks like he's wearing a bathing. Although it's. It's just a picture of it, so it looks like his, his maybe legs are sticks too from this angle. <laughs> yeah, fucking skip leg day, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like I'm all about that. Like, I, I, I like that. I like that kind of experience, sort of that that peaceful so experience. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Go do it, dude. Go build one. Go you know what? Okay, let me, let me tell you something. I did that. Uh, I'll, I'll might catch him flack for. I don't know. Maybe not. But probably not. I got him. So I've gotten massages before. Like I, I got a subscription to the local place to get massages. Is that a weird thing? Because I, I know another dude recently. I don't want to call him out because Gavin will get mad at me. But uh, he said he'd never gotten a massage before, and he was thinking about getting one coming up. And it was like a, a decision. Oh no, they're they're awesome. Like, but is I, it a weird thing? To no. get a massage? Is it not I at all? Think, I've gotten massages. I've only gotten fun. two in my life, and they were both yeah, but, terrible. Chris, when you say you say with a weird smile on your face, it's so weird. <laughs> you make it weird. Fun. No, no, it's just like it's it's. I mean, I was alone for five minutes before he came in. So. Here's what you do: you just get a couple of goats and you lay on the ground, <laughs> throw grass they on, dance your back. on your and back, and then you punch your masseuse. <laughs> no, I've never I've never done I've never had like a. That's a, how you get out at the end. <laughs> No, they I'm start never... biting you. That's when you start punching. <laughs> Suck your butt, some masseuse. <laughs> I've never done it like an actual, like, or not a one of those massages. Chris, right? listen, <laughs> let him. Finish, Nobody bro. can see it, but no. When he said the massage thing, demonstrate a massage. Chris went underhanded with massage. <laughs> no, what does I, that I, mean? I've never done that. <laughs> I've what, never what, done. If a masseuse comes at you like, yeah, this, that's underhanded. <laughs> just get away. No, I, yeah. I, 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 the only massages I've been to were just normal massages. <laughs> well, why are you going like this? What, what's, I, what are you rubbing your I arms put, for? 
<laughs> I wish if you listen to the audio though. podcast, I wish, there's nothing more unnormal than Chris describing physically what normal looks like. It's like <laughs> he's like picking in his own arm. It's like slowly. Usually, if you're demonstrating massage, you go like this. You pretend to rub shoulders. Shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do right. thumbs. Yeah. Well, Rotate yeah. the thumbs. Video game style. All right. Yeah. So, Joyce, <laughs> the only. <laughs> Chris is doing his best. No, it's not this. Chris is doing his best. Continue your massage story. Like a bear. I've only had normal massages. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's what I'm saying. For the record. All right. So anyway, so... uh, so, Wait, uh, but where were you going with that? I all I said was massages are nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's had one. So yes. we've all oh, had normal massages. massages, though. Totally normal. Thing. Totally normal. So anyway, so we were getting massages, and uh, I called up and I was like, "Hey, I've got like three free hours. Can you book in a massage here?" They said, "Sure. Your uh, your masseuse will be uh, will be Preston." And I was like, "Hmm. I've never had a, a dude massage me before. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'm never going back." Really, it was awesome. Like they they have like strength oh, in their hands. Never gonna go back the old way. Yeah, yeah. They never go back to the dude. No, typically you get like you know like a, a female will massage a male and vice versa. And uh, and so this is the first time I, like I actually had a guy rub my shoulders. Like holy shit! Like I've never had that much pressure and stuff before. Yeah. Like it's Stronger really hands really usually. good. So anyway, so I totally recommend you get a, get a guy masseuse. It's the way to go. I had so. a massage one time that was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on fire. It's totally totally. Right, go ahead. I was saying I had the a massage one time, like professional massage. Yeah. It was the worst experience of my life. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know where in the communication process they thought that I wanted like a deep tissue massage. Oh. But I did not. Yeah. And considering this was my first massage I've ever had. You were probably like nervous and was, didn't know what to say. Exactly. And it hurt like the entire – it was a 60-minute massage. It hurt the entire time. And yeah. I was in physical pain like the whole time just like no. in pain like that. What? what who was the masseuse? What? It was a woman. I don't know her name. What'd she look like? Cheryl. She was a white lady. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is a warning to everybody. Not to be racist. That means I'm about to be racist. If you see a short Asian lady coming to give you a massage, run the fuck away. <laughs> they are the strongest people on the fucking yeah. planet. They are, And they are mean. They are like... like Massage in Asia means... Like, we're going to make you scream at the top of your lungs for an hour so that you appreciate the rest of your life. Yeah. That's what it is, basically. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Especially, yeah. like, like they have uh, – I've never done it, but I've read reports like foot massage. They have those places, like, all over San Francisco. They yeah, have those yeah. those foot massage places. It's a, it's a big thing in Asian The culture. reflexology and all that. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And it, apparently that is fucking brutal. But yeah. everybody who does it swears by it. Yeah. Absolutely. People, some people like it. Yeah. And it relieves a lot of tension, I guess. And I apparently had a lot of knots in my muscles – that yeah. she would work all the way through my back and I would feel it going all the way down and it would be just excruciating. I got physically sick after it. <laughs> they say that's a thing like toxins coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I've got always... a fever and I had the chills for like four days after You're supposed it. to drink a lot of water after you get out yeah, of Yeah, I did not know that. She yeah. didn't tell me that. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm a little, that always sounds a little sketchy. It's like you got toxins seeping out of your muscles. I'm like... What are you talking? I don't have toxins. You shut up. What are you talking about? Sorry, you're reaching. Sorry, but yeah, no, like this, so it was it was awesome. And then like I was actually sore the next day. Like like my back was hurting the next day because like he actually done it properly for the first time in my life. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's what a massage is supposed to do to you. Cool. Yeah. Because yeah, because I'm very high pain tolerance, and so like basically when I when I tell him like, like how hard do you want, I'm like try to hurt me. Like you won't hurt me. Try to hurt me. And he he got the closest anybody ever has, and it was fantastic. So. Busted out a fucking jackhammer. <laughs> Don't so. laugh at me. I hear you laugh. Katie's Katie, Katie's off behind us laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the uh, the the ever the other thing too that I've seen. I think it's called uh, goisha. It's like they take a like a bone handle thing. 
and they use that tiger bomb, and they just rub like there's a couple of weird things in massage, like cupping that looks like you got attacked by a freaking octopus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty's girlfriend does. Oh, that. I saw that on a thing, a TV show. Yeah, they like take a like a jar. Okay, uh, it's a little round jar. It doesn't have to be a round jar. It's just like jar, uh, and they put. Uh, a flame in it, so they heat the air in it. Then they immediately put it on your back. Oh, not so. with the flame in it to burn you, but so then the air contracts and it sucks in there. It's a vacuum. So it's like sucking sections of your skin that, up in these. Have cells. you done it, Barb? No, I've seen pictures of it, but that that's what it looks dangerous. like. Yeah, there you go. Uh. And that, that's actually a thing. A device I've seen. Uh, we're showing a picture here of uh, somebody who's using a had a cupping device on him, and it's like, it looks a, like gun. She has a bunch of huge nipples. That's, like, on and her that's back. those little those little things. That, and then sometimes they'll like. They use, like, I guess, oil or whatever in your back, some kind of lubricant, and then they slide those things around. Ugh. But that'll leave, like, it looks like somebody got attacked by an octopus because yeah, they have yeah. sucker marks all over them. But the uh, Goy Sha is, like, the, the pictures from that stuff, it's, like, you know, the, the big Chinese philosophy of, like, meridians and stuff, which I don't necessarily believe in. But they go along those. So people have, like, these, like, big, huge, like, red, like, massive. It looks like you can see their ribs in their back, but it just bruises along their back. Jeez. And people fucking swear by it. They huh. just swear by it. And I think the, the 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 logic I read is if you rub the area and it turns red like that, it's like that's because it shows that there's stagnant blood. It's like no, you're rubbing <laughs> yeah. their heart as hard as you can yeah. with a bone handle. You're creating you're a bruise. That's totally different. Yeah, it's like if I hit you in the hammer, it's like you had brain damage. Yeah, and that's how we tested it by hitting you <laughs> with a fucking hammer. <laughs> All right, Bernie. So I think you might owe me an apology. Nope. Yes, Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure I don't. We we need to talk about this. I said Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be incredible oh, and one of the best movies I of the said, year. Okay, go ahead. I and think you, I think you and Gus both shit on it hardcore. I shit on the trailer for it. I the did. The trailer was amazing. But no. I don't want anyone to think that I wanted the movie bad. And when I saw the movie, I came on immediately and said how great it was. Okay. I didn't go in trying to hate the movie. All right. Now, it is the number one grossing movie of the year, and it has become the number one highest grossing Marvel first movie. So it beat Iron Man 1 as the highest grossing so start of a franchise. Quote, unquote, like new IP. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, about yeah. the Avengers? It didn't beat the Avengers? No, well, I mean, that, that's I think that doesn't count as a sort of like... Yeah, new, that had a lot of lead-ins. Yeah, yeah. That did. That's basically kind of like the kind of like a sequel to multiple. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like a one. tie-up sequel, dude. That yeah. thing was... So, yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of which, Avengers 2, have you seen pictures of the Vision? Oh, no, please don't. Okay. Please don't. I'm so excited. Okay. I won't say anything. So. so they put out pictures of the vision. Please don't. Yeah. I'm so excited. There, there's, yeah. there's some convention and there's like a big wall thing. Fuck. And it has all the characters like all up. In. It's okay. My Twitter feed's about to fill with pictures of the vision, I'm sure. You know? <laughs> but, so, uh, I mean, like it's, it's like, like it's just a kind of a grainy photo, but it's like, oh shit, that's the vision. Cool. So Betty gives a good background. <laughs> the, uh, that's all the, Jack could think of now. <laughs> growing up as a kid reading Strong the hand. Avengers, uh, the vision was always like the key Avenger. Like he lasted through so many like yeah. different teams. He was in the first group of the Avengers, right? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder how many people know that, like, reading the comics, like, you guys know who the Avengers are, right? Mm-hmm. That team is not static. Like, it, there's, like, a there's like a weird, like, rule that the Avengers can't have more than six members, and they just rotate through them. Yeah. Uh-huh. At least there was when I was reading the Avengers growing up, and they would just constantly rotate through them. And then a lot of what the movies are based on now are kind of the re-envisioned, rebooted yeah. versions. Like, Nick We've- Fury is not a black dude. Uh, in the in the comics, that well, are he's in, in one of the universes now. No, no, the rebooted universe. Yeah, right? yeah which yeah. I think started as the Ultimates, if yeah, I recall correctly. Right. Well, even like Guardians of the Galaxy, John Reisinger when you need him. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the um, the cast from the movie, none of those characters were in the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I Another mean, thing I didn't know. What's that? Because when I was making fun of the movie, like I think my main complaint was they're making movies now about the most obscure Guardians of the Galaxy. I consider to be like a seventies comic. That nobody read, like Dazzler yeah. or Cloak and Dagger, but it wasn't. It was based on a 2008 reboot. Yeah, that was really very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But like like Yondu, the guy with the, the mohawk, like he's an original Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in the original crew, like yeah. uh, like uh, Michael Rooker's character. And um, and Drax is very different too in the comics. Like he's yeah. changed quite a bit. Apparently, Drax is actually really smart in the comics. Like he's actually like a really intelligent dude. And they kind of make he him was more pretty of a, smart in the. Movie. Well, they kind of make him a brute though in this. You know, he's kind yeah. of like he yeah. has no sense of humor or anything, and he, like took everything literal. You know, yeah, nothing goes over my head. The muscle. Of, yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's, but I don't know. Every everything about Guardians of the Galaxy was fantastic. I've it was seen awesome. It, I've seen it in theaters now. I think twice, maybe three times, and yeah, it's it's well, awesome. I do agree. I didn't think the trailers were great. I thought it didn't make me like want to see the movie any more or less. Well, see, to me, the trailer it didn't show any major plot points. It just showed you a bunch of cool visuals, and I was like, I have no idea what that is. I want to find out what that. That's is. why, in hindsight, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't spoil anything for you. It was just like, there's a bunch of crazy looking shit, including a raccoon on a tree's back with a giant gun. I was waiting for that song the whole time, though. <laughs> ooga chaka, ooga yeah. ooga. There's a lot, of, a lot of good music in that one, too. Another good soundtrack. The soundtrack is probably my favorite one of the, any movie recently. I, didn't think it was, I thought it was a little heavy handed, but that's okay. What's it's, that? It's like too integrated for some reason. Well, you know, he actually, so James Gunn wrote the script with the music, like he wrote the music into the script. So it was literally written for it, and there's only one song in the movie that wasn't in the script, and I forget what that one is. Like I don't I actually don't know what that one is. So um, happy birthday, probably. <laughs> it was too expensive. <laughs> that is like the most expensive song to license. No, right? it's just a common one that they license that, that oh. gets sung a lot. I don't think it's the most expensive, and I wouldn't imagine. I wonder what would be qualified as the most expensive. You know, restaurants are something Beatles related. Like That's what happy say, like a Beatles song. But yeah. I think Guardians of the Galaxy, which are most of them are owned by Michael Jackson's estate now. He yeah. bought most of the Beatles mm-hmm. library yeah. at the advice of Paul McCartney. Did you hear that story? <laughs> no. They made a video together uh, called Say, Say, Say. They made a song, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson in the mid-'80s. And Michael Jackson was like – it was after Bad and uh, – what was the uh, – his uh, Off the Wall? What was the one that had Billie Jean and uh, – I think it's Off the Wall. Thriller. 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 Thriller was the, thriller was Thrill- the big one. For okay. Him. So it's after Thriller. I just couldn't think of the name of the album. Uh, he had a ton of money and uh, – he was already one of the biggest stars in the world, and uh, he's getting advice from Paul McCartney on what to do. And Paul McCartney said, "Well, since you have a lot of money, you might want to invest in like music catalogs." And Michael Jackson's like, "Okay." So he bought the Beatles, <laughs> he bought the Beatles catalog, and like Paul McCartney's interviews about that, he's like, "Yeah, I should have just kept my mouth shut," because <laughs> yeah. then like he licensed it out for like Nike and stuff like that, oh, stuff okay. the Beatles probably would have never done. That was a great Michael Jackson impression too. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, you it was know, actually my Mike Tyson. You know, uh, there's, uh, the Beastie Boys actually just won a, uh, or the, the remaining Beastie Boys just won a lawsuit where someone used their music in a, in a commercial because the Beastie Shit. Boys said they would never ever allow their music to be in commercials. And I think it was like Red Bull or Nike or someone put their put like body moving in a, in a song, and they sued the shit out of them and won. Really? Yeah. So that's nice. that's kind of cool. Good for the BC boys. Yeah. No, apparently so. 2013. Here's an interesting article. This is from the Daily Mail. Um, Sir Paul McCartney. Uh, this is dated August fifteenth, two thousand thirteen, from the Daily Mail or the Mail Online. Which, I, if Gavin were here, you could tell me if this is reputable, reputable or not. Reputable or not. Um, Sir Paul McCartney is set to win back the rights to the Beatles song. The veteran rocker, 71, lost ownership of the publishing rights to the songs he co-wrote with late bandmate John Lennon. Sir Paul was furious when his former friend Michael Jackson outbid him to buy the Associated Television Corporation's back catalog, which included the Beatles tracks in 1985. The King of Pop paid a reported $47.5 million God, that's it? for between 160 and 260 Beatles classics, including Yesterday and Let It Be. However, the 1976 U.S. Copyright Act means Sir Paul will now be able to claim back the titles once more in five years, according to The Sun. 
Interesting. So he's going to get it back. Paul's been fuming for decades. It's as much personal as business. Now he'll get back what is rightfully his. $47 million for the entire Beatles catalog. $47.5 million. That is ridiculous. Yeah, you could license that out like to like... That's like four commercials and you pay Yeah, four commercials you probably get back. I think there was a uh, like the role... I want to say it was Microsoft wanted for Windows 95... When they introduced the start button. Start me up. It was, they uh, wanted to start me up the Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones. And the Rolling Stones were like, okay, you want to license our song for your software for commercials? It'll be – and they came up with a ridiculous number. It was like three million. And Bill Gates was like, okay. Yeah. At the time, it was like an astronomical amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were just like – and Mike, Bill Gates was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Rock stars have a lot of money? Yeah. Check this out. I'll make that in five minutes. I'm going to see. I'll look up how much they actually paid for that. Wasn't there a stat that said like – the time it takes for Bill Gates to lean down and pick up a $20 bill like or a $100 bill, he's already made more than that. Not anymore. Dude's yeah. given away, I think, 25% of his wealth so far. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's cheaper for him to keep walking. You know, when, it's still yeah. the same. Yeah. But he's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> By the time he bends down and picks it up, he's made more money in interest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's we nice. talked about this on a recent podcast where the difference between a million and a billion is astounding. Like if you were going to count to a million, it would take you about two weeks. But if you're going to count to a billion, it would take you like 56 years or something Jesus. like that. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a big jump. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it must must not suck to be Bill Gates. You know, Elon Musk just shot off a uh, another rocket. He crashed one good. too, huh? Well, no, it's intentionally crashed one. Don't see so you don't want to start spreading spreading things like that. You Are you sure he intentionally crashed? Yeah, yeah. One? So what happened was it's like yeah, yeah, I meant to do that. No, no, it was, it was a <laughs> test rocket. Yeah, so like they so they have the rocket now. The, the I think Falcon Nine is what it's called, and that's the one they're using. Like they actually just launched one yesterday where they put a satellite into space, and like that's the rocket they've developed and it's done. They're making a test version of a newer one. And they were testing – they test the launch thing and it got in the air and it hit enough of like the abort protocols that they blew it up in the air because instead of it like launching off and like suddenly it's in McGregor, Texas and killing people, they're like, we'd rather just blow it up over farmland. And so they blew it up. Well, that's a crashed rocket. Well, it's a te- it's, again, it's a test rocket. Like yeah. they, they had safety precautions where if something were to happen – That's like you can't fire me, I quit. Along those same lines. But they're, they're saying by the end of next year – they're going to try the like, – well, they're going to – I think not the next flight, but maybe the one after that. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video of these rockets that take off and then they move and they come back and land. Like they yeah. land upright. It's wow. part so, of the – isn't it part of the SpaceX like goals? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So the reusable rockets is what they're doing. And so there, there's a, an image of the exploded rocket if you're watching at home. Really unimpressive. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> – It kind looks of like a, sh- a piece of cauliflower. That's funny. Yeah. yeah look at the world's shittiest ex- fireworks. So the <laughs> next big thing they're trying to do it's is – like $48 million. It's <laughs> <laughs> going up in flames. You could buy the Beatles for that. The, the next thing they're going to Paul McCartney is furious <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. So the next the next thing they're going to try to do is actually have a floating landing pad in the ocean where they're going to try to land a rocket what? on a floating landing pad because if something goes wrong it'll hit water and no and like right now they've just been crashing them into the water like they've been acting like they're going to land them and then they basically get down to where they would stop and then just fall over but yeah. now they're actually going to put a pad out there for them to try to land on. And uh, and then if that goes well, I think that they successfully do that like two or three times. Then the U- then the uh, the FAA or I don't know who's in charge of the the airspace of, of for rockets is going to allow them to try to do it on land. Uh. Then if they do it on land enough times, and it's like okay, you're you're approved to land rockets and reuse them. And if they yeah. land on the pad in the ocean, everybody gets a free Taco Bell. Taco. <laughs> <laughs> we get five, we get five wings from Pluckers or How something. What, what, was, what was that promotion the Taco Bell did? Uh, that something one? was going to crash. A satellite or something was going to come out of orbit, and they put a big thing out in the ocean, and they said, if it hits that, we will give everyone in America a free taco. 
Do you remember that? No. Yeah, it was it was a Taco Bell promotion. I'll look it up while you're reading. That's that was an cool. Olympics thing. Didn't they do something like that where it's like every Taco gold Bell medal? Free taco. They do stuff like that at sports events a lot. Right. Like yeah. Companies. I well, know when I went to hockey games, they're like, if uh, our team scores more than five goals, everyone gets a free slice of pizza. Yeah, I remember when when UT basketball, if they would score eighty five points, everyone in the arena would get like five free wings from Bluckers yeah. or something. And so when they got to about eighty, everyone started chan- chanting chicken wings, like chicken <laughs> wings, chicken <laughs> wings. They score and everyone lose their mind. And so March nineteenth, two thousand one, Taco Bell is offering a free taco to everyone in the United States if the core of the space station mirror hits a floating Taco Bell target place in the South Pacific. Man. It is literally a 40 by 40 like tarp with a bullseye with a Taco Bell, a bell in the middle of it. It just says, free taco here. <laughs> wow. That is genius. Man, nothing gets Americans going other than free food. Free stuff, man. Free, free stuff's food. the way to go. Soviet space station crashing. Everybody gets a free taco. <laughs> Taco's here. All right, let me read this it's real a quick. a good way to start, like, get a war going or something. It's like, yeah, but if we attack a good Russia, way to get a war going. Free taco. <laughs> That's a good way to get a war going. All right, Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace has been around for nine years and they are constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and they have a ton of style options so you can create a unique website for you or your business. They recently released 20 new customizable templates and every design automatically includes a mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website so your content looks great on every device every time. Squarespace has won several design awards, including FWA, that's the Favorite Website Awards, Ooh. the Webbies, Forbes, and the AW Awards for Website Designs. It's A-W-W-W. There's three W's in there. And their customer support team has also won awards, most recently a Gold Stevie Award for Outstanding Customer Service. Squarespace is, is commerce ready to provide a powerful and flexible e-commerce solution so you can set up, set up shop and sell things quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things I like most about Squarespace is just like how easy it is. Like I, I know a lot of people have actually set these things up really, really quick, and it's nice. And you know, working on portfolios is pretty cool. Um, it's also very cool that you can easily embed a Twitch.tv player into any page on your Squarespace website so that you can share a favorite gaming moment. Uh, Squarespace starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So if you haven't already, give Squarespace a try. You don't need a credit card. Just start building your website. If you decide to sign up, you can use the offer code ROOSTERTEETH to get 10% off and to show your support for ROOSTERTEETH. That's Squarespace.com, offer code ROOSTERTEETH. We, we thank Squarespace for their support. Thank you, Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. Thank you. And just in case anyone is curious, and I know that you are, I checked. Free taco from space.com is available. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. Well, not anymore. If you want to run a lucrative promotion. What do you think would have happened if it landed there? Everyone got a free taco. <laughs> but how, how do they manage that? They take insurance out on if stuff If everyone like in America gets a free Taco Bell taco, that's 350 million people. That would cost like... Ten thousand dollars. But how do they know if someone already got one? Like I would just come back in with a mustache. For Bill Gates to have to bend down to pick it up in time. (laughs) They just do a day where everybody gets a free taco, and Taco Bell be like, "We gotta suck this up." Oh my god, and do it. Do you remember when McDonald's used to do Tax Day, where they would uh, they would have nickel burgers? So like like burgers would be five cents and cheeseburgers would be ten cents, and you could get a max of ten of each. Wow. Yeah, I remember I was in college when that happened, and I remember all my friends. And it was all, for tax day. Yeah, so it was like April, whatever. Do so you guys just starve yourself until that day, and you're like, <laughs> well, it's a buck. You go give them a buck, and they give you ten burgers, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. But America. I would totally, if if it was free Taco Day, I would go to a couple different taco places. <laughs> I, I've done that before. Taco, Not taco, taco days, but just like things where they give like. You, you just, just went to a bunch of different restaurants. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it was like what, some restaurant had some promotion where you dress up or something and you got oh, a free – Oh, it was Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. Went to yeah a, you, you fuckers all came to work in your pajamas that day. 
Yeah, that and then a, we got a bunch of free. No, well, I mean, that's uh, not chicken. saying much. Chipotle also came does their it pajamas for like, Huh? Chipotle does it for Halloween. Yeah, no. yeah. you're in costume. You was it Chipotle get... or was it Chick Fil A? It was both. Different times. <laughs> Anything that starts with a ch. Why it's not? The founder of Chick Fil A just died. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I got nothing to add. There's, there's, just, there's no, a lot of celebrity deaths lately. A lot of big name deaths lately. It's kind of sad. Yeah, Joan Rivers died. Yeah, Joan, Joan Rivers died. She did. And uh, she's a. Uh, it's really interesting, you know. Uh, she's a pretty, you know. Uh, cantankerous, you know, she was like a, yeah. like a Don Rickles style comic where she'd make fun of everybody and made fun of life in general. Um, but it is funny how like people will immediately shift and become very respectful. Yeah. But people like talk about their impact and everything. I, the biggest impact I took from Joan Rivers career, which is, I don't think a lot of people would remember this, but she was next in line to be the host for the tonight show after Johnny Carson. Yeah. She was the guest host. If Johnny Carson was not on the tonight show, it was her. And this is back when there was like, that was it. There was no David Letterman show on another network. Yeah. It was that was the late night talk show. The Tonight Show was a juggernaut, and uh, Fox started as a network, and they made her an offer uh, to come over to Fox and, and do a late night talk show to compete with Johnny Carson. And she took the job, completely and totally burned a bridge with Johnny Carson. Was like you know he sure. banned her, you know for life. Like never spoke to her again, from what I understand. And Fox canceled the show in a year, That's like brutal. canceled her show, like in like a year, maybe a year and a half. And uh, it was a huge, like I saw interviews with her later where she said it was a huge regret that she had. And now I don't know if she ever repaired her relationship with Johnny Carson and Jay Leno became the guest host and then, then took over and had a long career as the host of the Tonight Show. But yeah, yeah she probably would have been the female host, the first ever female host for late night. Um, talk shows and she would have been on the Tonight Show as the host, Joan Rivers. Man. And uh, I think that kind of stuff is interesting because it's like, you know, you got to take risks in life. You know what I mean? And it was a, it was definitely a tough risk in her career, but it was like she had an opportunity to do something. She did it, and it didn't pay off. But that doesn't necessarily mean it was the wrong decision. It was a, certainly a tough decision. Yeah, yeah. But I always I always thought, you know, even though it didn't work out, I always respected it, and I always thought it was really bold of her to do it, even though it was tough. And it was, you know, a lot of people would say maybe it wasn't even the most. Um, moral of decisions, but sometimes you just got to do what's right for you in your in your career, and uh, it didn't pay off. But I always, in a weird way, respected it a lot. You know what I mean? And it sucks what happened, you know, to her uh, in that regard. But, Mamrie uh, Hart had a great uh, speech about her at the streamies. Mamrie Hart, yeah, yeah, I agree. She kind of ended it on like a I don't like vulgarity in like stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and she ended on a vulgar note. But she had a really uh, Mamrie Hart had the uh, job to at the streamies do the tribute to Joan Rivers, and she did it perfectly. Uh, because she did it as a toast and not as a like sappy oh, cool. kind of. Yeah. She figured that's the way that Joan wanted to do it. Joan yeah. had a web show where she would uh, invite a bunch of guests on from web shows and oh. be clever. And she was like in her eighties, and she's doing that mm-hmm. stuff. And Mamrie was on it, and uh, Hannah Hart, and uh, like the Tyler Oakley, Chester C, I think also. Mm. I have no idea what Tyler Oakley does. I freely admit that. <laughs> I don't either, but he is the big thing. Enormous. Yeah. At VidCon, he was like. The Beatles. I mean, yeah. it was it was crazy. I like, think he's just a vlogger. He would walk in and people would just go ape shit. Yeah. I mean, is mobs, he, mobs of people. Is he an LA guy? Yeah, yes. I think so. I gotta say, this one thing that kind of annoys me about the internet world, like the internet personality world, is how LA driven it is. That now. ship has sailed, dude. Yeah, really? That ship has totally sailed. You think so? You know, what was the I moment where I realized that for me was the dude who made Chocolate Rain yeah. moved to LA. Tayzonde. Tayzonde, and there was a whole like. 
like I think you can still find it online. I think it was like a Dr Pepper ad. Yeah, yeah. He's like, dark, yeah. it was like dark He's chocolate like, or cherry, cherry dark chocolate rain. Or oh something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, we all moved to LA. You know, I'm telling you, my Tazan Day voice. He's got an amazing <laughs> it's, voice. It's good. It's all. It's I, I like it more than your Michael Jackson. Yes, use. thank you. Uh, saying a lot. It's like it's basically <laughs> the same voice I use when I try to imitate an orc. orc, orc <laughs> but uh, he was talking about how he moved to LA and this whole scene there with everybody in YouTube in LA, and I was like, why? 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 Yeah. You know, it's one of the most expensive places in the world to live. It's one of the most expensive places in the world to produce content. You know, if you want to, like, film on Venice Beach, you need a fuck permit. The cops will stop you for busting out a, a video also camera. There's so much competition in L.A. Yeah, well, it's just... Well, I don't, I don't but know. It's, it's kind of the weird, like, incestual thing, though. Like, you see, like, especially... I see, like, Viners and stuff all the time that are, like, big in L.A. and they're always in each other's stuff. And yeah. then you see these YouTube people, like, keep appearing in each other's video because they're all in L.A. now. And, like, I don't like that. I don't like that L.A. is, like, you know, you have... They don't have to be there, but it's, like, you see people there getting bigger almost, like... Um, like artificially, like yeah. in, inflating themselves, just because there's, there's a lot of people in LA. I agree with you. What do you mean artificially? Well, I mean like so, like say for example, say for example, like we live in LA, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna take my install or my user base. You know, I've got I've got two hundred thousand people that watch me on my YouTube channel. You've got half a million people. I'm gonna go be in three of your videos, and then you put them up on your channel. Then you come be in three of mine, and then my audience will jump to you. You'll jump to my. And, but like you're seeing a lot of that stuff, and like it's just but that's collaboration. That's well, it's collaboration to a point, but it's still I've, you see a, a whole bunch of that and it feels i don't know kind of disingenuous but. now do you feel like that because you're not participating in it because we collaborate no. like for gauntlet we had a bunch of people on there as well yeah but i mean that was sort of a one-off thing i'm talking like if we had like if every other let's play had you know scene anners pop game into grumps. it or gassy mexican or you know game grumps or in you know, the creatures like if we did that constantly that's a people little would bit, love it uh, i don't i don't think so because i mean like when we bring we bring when we bring in new people i can't even talk right now into our channel like it's a whole process of getting someone to established and like we did a scene anner show we were actually on a show one time and like it, that video with us didn't do as you know yeah that's always the thing too like uh, for instance we've done we did a whole week of stuff with mega 64 yeah, where we brought yeah. down here and it was weird because they have a huge audience and we have a huge audience and when we worked on stuff together <laughs> that's like somehow was like People were not as interested in that yeah. stuff. You know so what I mean? I th I think Even though we really liked working with those guys. I think maybe the fact – I mean we don't – And their audience – to be fair, I'm not saying that like they brought our stuff down. I'm saying their audience was not interested in us being in their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no. very equal opportunity negativity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think our audience is very – I don't want to say protective of us. But they, I think they kind of have this idea of what we are, and they don't like idea of like throwing in more spices into our sort of mix. You know what I mean? You're being, talking very specifically about your show. Well, I'm, I'm think, talking yeah. about Rooster Teeth in general. I mean, like Gauntlet, it was it kind of worked out because that show was sort of made for uh, like it. It could have that sort of you know celebrity guest group, and I think that worked. But I think that like, I think if we dropped in. Like, if we dropped in guests into the podcast on a regular basis, I, I mean, every time we brought guests on here, it's always been a little bit weird. It always depends. The developers yeah. are harder because they're not yeah. used to being on mic. But when we had Kumail on, people love that, you know, yeah. and I thought that was a good one. Um, no, but I get what you mean. I yeah. mean, we, but, but listen, we have a very dedicated audience and we're very lucky. Yeah, to absolutely. Have that. No, our audience is incredible. I mean, that, yeah. yeah. And that's like, I thought about that at the streamies too is that like, the story of Rooster over time is the story of longevity in that, mm -hmm. you know, we're sitting there at the streamies and we, I, I wouldn't say that I try to pick a point at which we were like, the number one entertainment entity online. And I can't really pick out a point in our 12-year history where we had that. Yeah. But the fact that we have a 12-year history, like we were making content with like the guys from Homestar Runner. And yeah. We were making content when the guild, the guild was big yeah. and when Dr. Horrible was big and then when the vloggers for YouTube were coming around. And you know, then lately with stuff like Video Game High School and all that stuff. And it's like we've 
we're still in that room. You know yeah. what I mean? We're still going and we still have an audience. Well, it's like not everyone can tell that same story. Yeah, a lot well, of people we, have come and gone. Yeah, yeah, we even waited. I mean, when YouTube started getting big, we held out before we started putting stuff up on YouTube. It was probably a good two or three years after YouTube kind of started really hitting like like so like social conscious like people really started looking at YouTube before we even got into that space. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was and funny so, in that uh, they had like a little intro video at the streamies where they had like years go by on YouTube and they would it show was like, every clips. every career starts with the first upload. Yeah, so it was everybody's first upload. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And so it was going year by year, and it said 2008, and it showed the first clip of Red versus Blue. You ever wonder why we're here? 2008. <laughs> and of course we cheered, but it yeah. was just like that. Not do you know why they? Do you know why they showed 2008? Because that's when it was uploaded. Uploaded to YouTube. Yeah. Right. So that's the date they counted. We even specifically said when we when we sent it to them that it's like this. You know, this video is dated as 2008, but it was 2003 when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so, that's that's a five year gap between you know when we started producing content and started putting content on YouTube. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, like even just recently on Netflix, it's like you know. Um, the season one through five stuff went up. That was content we produced between 2003 and 2008. You know? yeah. And it's like that stuff just went up on Netflix. But it's like I think that you know that's like the the you know story of Rishi. It's more so than anything else is the long term yeah. the long term stuff. Well, I mean, it's because it's 100 percent because of the dedication of the audience. Well, I mean, 100%. we've been very careful about adding people to the company. Like that's it's, eh, we've been okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like I was telling you know I was employee number nine, you and that was after through. like. You guys have been around for seven years, I think, by when I got hired on, and I was number nine. Yeah. And now it's four and a half, five years later, and we're up to like 80-something. So, like, it was a slow build, and kind of we've had an explosion of growth in the last few years. Yeah. But I was very, very careful. You got to be careful when we say 82, because, I mean, it's like, well, yeah, you know, yeah, Ruby I mean, just ramped down, so it's like, it's, you know, you know it's, it's I mean... Well, I was going through and counting up. It's like all the employees. It's like you know, like forty or fifty yeah. right now. But Full I think time. the big thing about our group is that we have a higher percentage of people that work here that appear on camera. Yeah. Like if you work here, there's a pretty good chance you're going to show up on camera at some point. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's an Archer Life video or something like that. <laughs> or what something employee number are you, to you, Chris? Huh? What employee number? Oh, I was twelve. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, it Kara, was. Kara seems seems to disagree. Kara says, I, I, you're Kara wrong. says your, pay, your paycheck says 15. <laughs> I don't know why she's looking at your paychecks, but all right. <laughs> I was going to say. There's a window. Okay. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, I mean, they're talking about specific stuff. Like, we've had guests on here that were like. Oh, was Twitter reacting you know, to. Uh, somebody was saying, somebody pointed out we had Shira on at South by Southwest. Yeah. And, but she, people always point out Shira at South by Southwest, how that podcast did not go well that was her so, show with you guys on it though. yeah that well, it wasn't I thought, yeah. I thought it was labeled as our show but she started like seemed to host it i got i, I watched that too and was really confused by but it. that's a weird thing too because she was also on the podcast once before with hannah yeah and yeah. like that was not an issue in any way shape or form it was, it was very just, brief though at that moment in time it was like for whatever reason that show just didn't work you know what i mean yeah. it just it just didn't work yeah. but i think that's why people that's the big story about going to la is it really the uh, the just organic opportunities and the especially the access to talent, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. That's how but, people that, decide to work together. But again, that, that drives me nuts that LA has become that place. It, could, it couldn't have been For somewhere. online. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it already was the place for TV and movies. Kind of, I mean, it's you know, obviously it's spread around a little bit, but it's still like people think movies, they think Hollywood. Yeah. And it's like it, it drives me crazy that you know LA also gets online. You know, if any place, I mean, hell, why not, why not Austin? You know, Austin's an, an awesome totally place. Totally agree. They, you know, a good tech area. It's right in the middle of the country. It's nice and sunny outside I, all listen, the time. It doesn't I, get snowy. Like, I tell people about it all the time. Well, that's the nice thing about L.A. It never friggin' rains. That's true. Never, you had to bring out a truck to make rain, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, literally, if you ever watch any, like, nighttime scene, urban scene, 
notice that it looks prettier if the roads are wet because the streetlights reflect off it. Those are people who get paid a lot of money to just dump water on <laughs> yes, the water hose out at there. night. Every single the night. The PA's scene. running out, then running cables, running them back. And, yeah. But you, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say it's false. I mean, I prefer to be in Austin. There's some, there's some pluses and minuses. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, the people who make the effort to move to LA and make things happen, it's you know, that's an effort. You know. But I mean, it's the internet. It's a risk like, and a commitment. That's the whole idea. Was the internet was the place that anyone could go and anyone could be on if you wanted to. I agree. And like, I know you I even mean, talked about moving Rooster Teeth to like like Minnesota or something once, right? Or, middle of Kansas is what yeah, I said. Yeah, middle of Kansas, where land was really cheap. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I was just using an example. Yeah. The, the discussion I was having with the guys was. You know, internet money. We don't have a storefront. We don't have a retail shop. We can, this money comes in wherever we are. So wherever we make the content, you know, we could go live in the south of France or we go live in the middle of uh, Kansas if we wanted to. You know, there's yeah. some kid in Kansas right now who's just like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Someone in Topeka is pissed so off close. right now. Somewhere that has uh, somewhere that has really good internet. Like I think Chattanooga, Tennessee has amazing well, internet. Well, Kansas City, right? That's where Google Fiber first. Had. Yeah, Overland Park, Kansas is yeah. I think is where the first Google Fiber thing was. Which, by the way, where the fuck is Google where is, Fiber? Where is Google I, Fiber? Yeah. Right. <laughs> thank, apparently, you, thank you, Chris. Apparently, <laughs> like to be super awesome specific, they're actually in Onion Creek right now. So they're down by our old office. Like they're over by Flash's place. Are they there? Yeah. Apparently it's starting in that area way okay. south Austin. You're saying it's starting. No. Is it in? Flash has literally walked outside and seen people on the polls and he's like, Are you guys putting in Google Fiber? And they said yes. So, so Google they, they pull out a script and go. Yes. <laughs> I am Next working with an internet company. It's not to be confused with a grocery store. So, uh, but yeah, but anyway, it's it's on its it's on its way. If Google Fiber turns out, and they do, it is installed in some parts of the world, but yes. Austin was going to be, I think, the third market, second, second market. It was Kansas City, it. and then Austin was called up, and then Provo, Utah, was right. actually the next one. But Provo already had fiber installed in their lines already, so Google kind of piggybacked off of the fiber they had already installed, and so like it's already widely available there. So they actually kind of let past us, and then they announced like. 12 or 15 other cities that it's coming to already. So I think San Antonio might be getting it, actually. San Antonio, so, interesting. But anyway, there's a whole bunch of other cities that are getting it soon. But Austin is supposedly next on the list. Sweet. And, supposedly. But, but They've just, been saying that. Like, it was supposed to be in spring of 2014. But just the fact that like they've lowered prices of every competition in that, Austin already. Go ahead. And, and speeds are going up. So I mean, for our incumbent carriers, yeah, yeah. Right. So I mean, like Time Warner is kind of the big monopoly here in Austin, and there's a, there's a few other ones, but Time Warner is sort of like the general one. They gave everyone a speed upgrade for free. So like, not me because I'm not in one of those areas. But oh really? Yeah. Well, so I went from like 20 megs down to like 100 megs down, and I'm paying the same price. And so you probably wouldn't even get. Oh, I would absolutely get you Google would? Fiber. Yeah. So that's the thing. Warner. If Google Fiber just turns out to be this total vaporware phantom thing, where they yeah. just say we're going to put it in here. And all the incumbent carriers are like, oh, well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> you get, suddenly we're the interested. Switch and suddenly yeah. everybody has awesome internet access. That's just as good. Yeah. I mean, as long as people get better internet yeah, access. Yeah, Google doesn't give a shit about Google, making money off Google's this. like, yeah, now more people can download our stuff and use our sites even more and faster. That's exactly, that's exactly how it benefits them. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly yeah. right. You know, and that's what Google's all about. Because Google owns, like, what, the top three most visited websites on the internet? They, it's well, YouTube, they, Google.com, and something else. They own the top two search engines, which are Google and YouTube is now yeah. the mm-hmm. number two search engine. It's ahead of Yahoo wow. for search. Yeah. In which when they bought YouTube, it's like, why did you do that? Because you have Google Video. They just totally saw it. You know. Yeah. Even that when they bought the thermostat company, Nest, Nest. which you introduced me to. Oh, yeah. I got one of those. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, oh, I got – so I got Brandon's. Uh-oh. What? Uh, what does that mean? I bought Brandon's so did you have to old give him a one. <laughs> no. are, you, are you controlling no, Brandon's so, thermostat? Um, you have to I give bought it back. Uh, Brandon. He moved to a new place and it didn't fit on his wall or whatever. So he's like, "Oh, I have this. Uh, do you want to buy it?" I'm like, "Sure." So I bought it and I installed it, and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And I told him, I was like, "Hey, I think 
it's still connected to your to your phone. Right. Oh no. And he was like, "Oh, is it?" (laughs) So then he started. He would control my thermostat for like a while. Really? Yeah. Why did you immediately reset that? Well, because I wasn't home, (laughs) but my roommate was. So he's like smoking him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'd be like turn it down to it was like sixty, you know, it was like one hundred and one degrees, and then it, it like he'd sit on his phone, he'd like go back down, and he'd just like, and then go to sixty and change it to Celsius. These are like all the stuff. My AC is out in my house. It's been out for almost a week, but yeah. because of all my travel, uh, I haven't had a time to like organize somebody coming out to look at it. It actually hasn't been that bad. Yeah, it's just it's okay. The house keeps its temperature okay. That's you know? cool. So I was, I was, we got a lot of trees out there too. So yeah, yeah. I live in kind of a woodsy part of not yeah. a woodsy, but like just more older part of. Yeah. The, uh, when, when when we were out in San Francisco, when Ashley were out in San Francisco, like it was eighty five degrees, and the people there were like, oh my god, it's so hot. LA, and like you know, LA, sweating like and shorts yeah. and like little t shirts and like. No, this is beautiful. You don't understand. We've actually had a really good summer. We keep talking about yeah. this podcast. It's been, it's been, been a nice summer. and mild summer. We we got that little streak of hotness, but I mean, other than that, it's been pretty good. And we we've actually been getting some rain too. And they're saying we're supposed to get more rain at the end of this. Sounds month, like my so. life story. A little streak of hotness. <laughs> it's over now. And then all, then all rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all done. The rest was wet. The ship sailed. But. The uh, you know I gotta say though is even as mildish. I mean, for us, it's like we had ten days over a hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We only had a thousand degrees, yeah. <laughs> but we only had ten days over a hundred. I have to admit, I really like my car a lot. I'm not entirely sure that if we'd have had one of those brutal summers, that my car's AC could keep up with that. Oh yeah, I guess. it's like right on the edge, right yeah. on the edge. How does your yeah. AC work without the uh, the engine? Uh, it just like works off the battery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. but it's not like I like my truck. I can get like gale force winds coming out of <laughs> yeah, that yeah. thing. You know, my truck. Even had the coolest feature ever, which is you know you get in a car that has uh, seat heaters. You hit mm-hmm. a button and it heats the seat up. Mine had coolers. It would cool the seat what? down. Yeah, you had like a blue button and you could like cool the seats down. That's nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Kind of feels like you wet your pants. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's a really good feature, especially for a dude like when you're wearing a dress shirt or something. Yeah, you know, Jack. Yeah, yeah. you like driving around. Is it just on the butt part or also on the on the back? How cold back can yeah. it get? Yeah, nothing's What's worse that? than getting out of a car and having your back wet. It's like, oh god damn it! Yeah, how, how cold can it get? Like, it's in the. You want to try it out? It's in the parking lot. We'll yeah. go try it out after this, Chris. <laughs> so like, Chris is really excited. Can, can Brandon control it from his car? I know you probably can't <laughs> freeze you out. How many Teslas do you see in LA while we were there? There was a ton. There was yeah. a lot more this time. Tesla okay. did a really cool thing. They just announced, which unfortunately Texas completely lost out on. But I get why. Tesla just announced their plant uh, that they're going to build called their Gigafactory, I yeah, believe. Yeah, the Gigafactory. They're building it in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And it's a solar-driven battery plant that at full capacity will make enough batteries to make 500,000 Teslas a year. That's awesome. So they're making a commitment that they're going to be produ- mass-producing these cars. And uh, it's a net-zero energy facility. Yeah. Like it doesn't – it provides all of its own energy. The factory does. That's pretty fucking cool. That is cool. Especially a factory that produces batteries. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty neat. I'm sure the raw materials to make the things, it's probably not, but to run the factory, it's net zero energy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Texas lost out. I mean, I understand why Texas lost out because Nevada is so much closer to their factories because their factory is in California, right? Also, they actually make the Tesla. So they want to get their batteries to the factory. They want to be closer. And also, I think Nevada is giving them just a ton of tax rebates and incentives and things. So. And you can't buy a Tesla in Texas, right? Yes, no. Yeah. Well, that's a big. You could own it here, you can, but you, you can't, order yeah, you can't a Tesla. buy one, though, right? You can't go you to literally a can't buy it while it's yeah. in Texas. Yeah. So they're like, well, why are we going to give you business? I had to pay for my car between the time it left California and entered the state of Texas. Wow. It was like a window in which I had to buy it. Yeah. So it was like on a truck heading here and you had Pretty to pay much. for it while it was on yeah. the truck. Huh. It was like a window of time in which it had to be like paid for. 
Oh. And if it got to the border, they would have to send it back. Like there was, a, it was a big deal. Like they were said, we can't. So is there a guy like, like like the guy at the My crossing? The guy. <laughs> yeah, pay for like, it. So the guy on I ten who's sitting there and like just like mm, yeah, let me see the the paperwork for this car. I don't know. No, huh. not like that. In fact, it was a weird thing for a while where uh, I, I was I didn't register the license plate for a while because then I was gonna have to pay taxes on it. So it's like not you don't realize how much taxes are on a car until you had to pay it like in one check. Yeah, you know, and it's like I had to go register the car with the state of Texas, and because I couldn't do it to a dealer here, I would just have to be. Pay the taxes with a check myself. It's like wow, that's a chunk of change to yeah. buy to pay taxes on a on a car. And uh, so I just didn't do it for like two months. And I thought maybe I'll just tell people, hey, look, I'm not allowed to have this car, so I'm not paying your taxes. I couldn't buy it in Texas. It's so true. why should I pay your taxes on it? Touche. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But then you can't get a license plate, so <laughs> kind of solves itself. <laughs> yeah. That problem. You excited for the new iPhone coming out tomorrow? Or announcing tomorrow? Excuse me. Uh, we, uh, we allegedly the new iPhone's announcing tomorrow, but everything is pointing to that. And the iWatch. I am. Only yeah. because I finally skipped a generation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't get the 5S. Okay. Oh. Which is kind of a generation. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not... That's Matt still has a 4. It's like the size... It looks tiny in really? It looks like a brick. Yeah. yeah the new ones... Which apparently, sounds weird. It but. sounds weird. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> the new ones are going to be... Uh, like, they have two models. Supposedly, the base one is supposed to be a little bit bigger than the one we currently have. And they're going to make one that's like... Uh, like, basically, like somewhere between the iPhone now and the, uh, the iPad mini. Like, yeah. It, it's a good size. And it has like an extra row of buttons on it. And uh, and then they're gonna announce an iWatch, which apparently is gonna have the uh, the the touch pay stuff, like the uh, kind of like RFID near, near field communication. Near field, yeah, yeah. So basically, you can have your iWatch on, go to a store, and then you know just basically touch your watch to it. It's linked to your credit card or bank account, and boom, you pay for something. Thank fucking god. That's pretty cool. That's all I gotta say because I, I was thinking about today. It's 2014, right? Yes. And like whenever people were predicting the future of what we were going to be after the year 2000, it was like, I don't have a flying car, but I need a fucking credit card to buy a Coke out of a vending machine. <laughs> it's like, nobody predicted that bullshit. Yeah, that yeah. a Coke was going to cost three bucks at a vending <laughs> machine, and I would need a goddamn bank account to buy a Coke. You know, it's just ridiculous. And yeah. so the, the fact that we don't have near field, and the fact that we don't have chips. Chip in, and pin. Yeah, chip and pin. Apparently chip and pin cards. is supposed to become the standard by the end of next year. I hope not because like, I'm getting that, that program on credit one. card. Lindsay has a, a pin, a chip and pin in her card. I have a chip but not a pin in oh, one really? of my cards. One of my cards. Yeah. Well, it it's shocking. Um, were, were, you, were you interested in coin at all? I got one coming. Me, me too. And the thing is now, but the chip and pin thing is going to be the end of next year. So <laughs> by the time the retail release of the coin comes out, which is supposed to be next February or something, it's going to be, Head you know, to Z Hills. use it for a year and then be <laughs> done with it. So Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's nuts. So, are did you get your notification uh, for coin? Yes, I, I'm in the beta. So. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. Gus is it? Yeah. So I get. I thought I, I thought Gus ordered before <laughs> me, but I guess not. So because they, yeah. they they pushed out to like thirty thousand people. He was a big sourpuss about it. So I don't think he <laughs> filled out the email in time. I want nice. robot cars. They're coming. Yeah, the Google I car, man. Damn I want robot coming. cars real bad. Actually, as excited as I am about the electric cars and all that, it's going to be kind of moot because the real change is going to be for the driverless cars. Because yeah. think about it, it's like you how you. No drunk driving, no like you don't you don't have to get a ride. Oh, could you take me to the airport? Or you just get robot car, go. You know, it's like well, think about going downtown. Like, say I'm yeah. gonna go to the, I'm gonna do a movie downtown and just step out of your car, and be like, okay, go park yourself, bye, or, and your car or, just rolls away. Or you don't even you don't even you, your car can go deliver other people around. And Basically, you, you don't own a car. Is what yeah, you're you don't own oh, a car. Okay. You just you just pro. You're like, I want to be here, and in the little robot car. I'm I'm, I'm assuming there's not gonna be a little robot that drives it, but right, for, for good call. for purposes <laughs> of, of you know <laughs> storytelling. I wish robot there was. man robot drives hat. up, it's like get in the car. You know, <laughs> <laughs> enter. <laughs> I mean, it'd be awesome. More. Like, no more drunk driving. 
No more. Like well, that's just not. There will still be junk driving. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the ro- not from the robots. <laughs> well, you don't know where those robots right. are going. They drop you off, man. Those robots. They got a lot of stress to deal with. All the robot drivers no are Bender massages. from Futurama. <laughs> you mean Bender? <laughs> no, but there, there's something I read a stat talking about it. It said something like 98 percent of all accidents are human error, basically. So it's kind of like imagine taking humans out of as opposed cars. to like mechanical. Air? Yeah, yeah. Well, as opposed to like you know nature or something happens where just oh. you know, but there's not a human in control of it. But it, somehow a human is responsible for a crash or a wreck. So once you take the human element out of it, it's like you could reduce. I mean, drunk driving obviously would would go you know fall through the floor. But yeah. then even just like normal yeah. driving, yeah. it's not it, a highway. And like, well, I, I wonder if car companies are like, damn, we're gonna have to we'll sell less cars. Well, because people don't wreck cars if they're not driving them. I guess so. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, what about insurance? Will insurance go down or up? I don't know. You know be, and, and what's will what will be interesting well, is if there's an accident, who's responsible? The robot. The yeah. robot? The company that made the robot Isaac car? Asimov. Or the is it your robot car? Or is it their robot car? <laughs> well, like, I mean, that's, who, yeah, who's that's, responsible? Yeah, that's that's going to be... Did the monkey who took the picture? No, uh, what about oh, the yeah, monkey? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they ruled that the monkey... A monkey took a selfie of itself. Yeah. Like it took a photographer's camera and it took its own picture. And that picture went viral and went everywhere. And the photographer sued, like a, a publication that had it up and said, "Take it down." And, and the, the publisher said, "It's not your picture. It's the monkey's picture." Yeah. It, the monkey owns the copyright. And the photographer's like, "Go fuck yourself." The monkey owns the copyright. The court ruled the monkey owned took the picture. <laughs> yeah. The monkey owns the copyright, and the, the photographer. The guy who owned the, the camera doesn't have any rights to it. <laughs> That's so hey, awesome. I'm, I'm, that is I'm the all weirdest for that. story I've heard yeah, this entire I'm, year. But I, I actually agree with it. But, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like the mo- – yeah. If I loaned you my camera and you took a photo, it would be your photo. Okay. No, so, no, the hypothetical. I have a GoPro with a little collar on it. I hit record and then put it on a cat and send the cat out. It comes back and I take it off and hit stop. Is it mine or the cat's? Well, that's yours. That would be like – because, like, I mean, I started well, the recording, no, no, the no. monkey literally hit the That's, button to take the photo. So I imagine that would be – that adds ownership to it. It's like, is, it, is it who touches the button? Well, it's like – I think it's who's – like, so a, f- a film production hires someone – hires a monkey to take a photo. Okay, the film production company <laughs> hires a monkey If the monkey to take signed a contract. A photo. Yeah. Oh, is that well, the picture? Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the photo. The that's a good-looking monkey. <sighs> No, that's a human, yeah. Barbara. The monkey's now, on the- I, I think that I think <laughs> that one. if the guy had had sick burn, <laughs> like if he if he just took the photo and put it out, like that. This is the 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 photo that the monkey took. If he did that, then you could say it's the monkey's photo. However, if before he ever released it, if he'd have filtered it or color corrected it, then he could say that's my work that I did, yeah. and there's no original. You know that this is the only thing that's published is this work that I created. With the help of the monkey, but he <laughs> uploaded the photo. Yeah, he did put it. I guess he put up the original, and the original photo is property of the monkey, <laughs> even so though he the, uploaded it. Once monkeys figure out Instagram, we're all fucked. Is what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, that he can't claim copyright to the photo because the monkey owns it. Man, owns that copyright. We should that's we should awesome. wrap up. I, that's on so that. awesome. It's weird that's really, really awesome. Quick, though going back to the driverless cars thing, uh, this is from the Wikipedia page uh, on driverless cars, specifically the Google driverless car. It's only been in two accidents. Uh, one accident, it was uh, rear-ended while it was stopped at a traffic light, so it was hit from behind. And the other was, uh, it was being driven by a human. Uh, <laughs> someone had taken the wheel and then crashed. Didn't See, they have uh, to all, put in wheels recently? Yeah, like well, uh, so the 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 beta test cars, the alpha test cars, the ones they have, they built like twenty. They don't have any sort of steering wheels yeah. or pedals or anything. 
uh, the state of California said they have to put that stuff in the car. Yeah. They, they said legally you have to have it in. Because basically, like, there is pretty much like a, an iPad type thing with like a direction thing and then a big red button. So if something were to go wrong, you hit the red button and it just stops the car. But yeah. they want to have it where you can hit the button and then control it if you if necessary. I can't believe we're out of time because, I mean, it's like this one's going to do a discussion. I watched a whole uh, – Netflix, they had a whole TED section for TED Talks on robotics. I watched – like two of the 15-minute talks, and I was like, robots are clearly going to fucking kill us <laughs> very soon. I mean it's just like – it's almost without question. It's like you watch – and like even what they consider to be a robot is like – I expect like a, like Chris with his driving pantomime <laughs> or like a dude like Asimov walking around. No, robots are like cubes that like flop around on the floor and build themselves into these things that like turn into snakes that will just choke you to death or something. You know what I mean? It's like T-1000 basically. It's, <laughs> it's, pretty, up it's, here. it's pretty frightening stuff. That, it's either that or uh, we'll have a post-apocalyptic podcast next time. But yeah, it's a bolus thing. It's going to be Ebola it, or it's going to be robots. Did you, or... did you read about the quarantine in yeah. Sierra Leone? Wait, what? Yeah. Three days they're going to quarantine the country Jesus. where no one is allowed to go outside. And they're going to go door-to-door health workers trying to find hidden Ebola patients. <laughs> that's like a novel. Yeah, like, that's, that's a like World life. War Z basically. Yeah. yeah. It's, My God. it's getting pretty. At what point crazy. do they start like making people walk through dogs to get to the other side? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, pretty much is coming. No, but that's. Uh, I mean, that's. I'm glad they're taking those measures. I yeah. mean, all, all joking if you want to. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, side, but that, yeah. You don't want that shit to spread. Yeah, that's a pretty serious situation if they're quarantining in a whole country. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. So, on that note, oh. thanks for watching, everybody. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh shit. Oh wait. Uh, we should uh, people just watch Social Disorder on Saturday? Yeah. Hey. hey. Yeah. So Chris has a new show that's debuting. It's going to run opposite. Uh, happy hour. Uh, it's called Social Disorder, and then there'll be Social Disorder, and then Happy Hour, Archie Life, and those back and forth. Yeah, so they're each every two weeks. Yeah. Cool. So it's uh, his first one is is coming out, and some it's, people uh, at RTX saw it. We're all big fans. It's well, hilarious. Well, it was it was awkward. It's an awkward <laughs> shoot. Well, isn't that the idea <laughs> of the of show are. though? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awkward. That should be the subtitle for the show. So every sa- or every second Saturday, yeah. starting this week. Sweet. Awesome. Check all right. Out. Well, thank Great. you very much, everyone, for watching. Uh, it's been fun. Have a nice day. Bye, love Everybody. you. Bye, internet. The web talk show. People do that, right? The rooster talk show. Drunk talk. Rooster key. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm already perfect. Don't change a damn bit. I'm a piece of dust. I'm an adult. I'm back.